the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, all the fun and games are over. It's all over. Uh, we're destroying each other. We are. We're absolutely destroying each other. That's what's going on. Okay. The 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 constant back and forth. It's like if you pull back. I know it's difficult to separate your political ideas and values and that. And you know, of course, these things are important to people. It should be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is the whole thing. But we're destroying each other. Because we're not targeting the right people, the right things. We're just targeting the people on the other side. That's it. There's obviously no communication. We're, we're, not, we're not arriving at any solutions. We're not having conversations. Everything is just gotcha. Everything is designed to say, aha, got him. And the funny thing is, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing gets accomplished. A couple of people have gotten taken down. Yeah. They've lost some jobs. Maybe their careers are over. Maybe their social prize. But all it is is a couple of people. It's just collateral damage. Yeah. Nothing else changes. And then many people who should actually be in trouble or held to account for something they have done or said in the past, they're not. It, it is complete hypocrisy. And it's all, aha, the joy is that person. We got them today. Look at what they did. Aha. And all we're doing is fighting each other. We have questioned whether or not a civil war is on the way. Could we actually arrive at another civil war? Hmm. Could we be there? And I've said, well, history does repeat itself. But there's always a new flair, a new angle. Yes, as the book of Ecclesiastes taught us, there is nothing new under the sun. But there's always a little a little variation, something new. Often you don't see it coming. Well, could we eventually arrive at a civil war? We're already there. What? We are already there. Think about how we're destroying each other's lives. We take people down in the court of public opinion. No, we're not fighting with guns. Maybe the new angle, the new civil war is us eating each other, fighting constantly like this. Meanwhile, what's happening? If you were, if you have an enemy, let's say uh, another country, and you find out, maybe even back during the Cold War, the Soviet Union, Every day, you're out there battling them. Every day, making sure they do not advance. Every day, trying to gain any ground, right? And you find out, oh my gosh, they're fighting amongst themselves. Is that good or bad for you? Mm. It's really good for you and your country. Isn't that good for Russia now and everybody else? Yeah. $21 trillion in debt. The deficits every year still going to reach around a trillion dollars. We have so many issues right now, and yet we're fighting with each other. That's what we're doing. This is the Civil War. Maybe it's not going to be with guns. Maybe it's not going to be fought out in fields and combat. Maybe this is it. Look at how we're destroying each other. Everything is gotcha. Oh, wait, wait, what they say? Got them. 
Now let's dredge up that audio they said 10 years ago where it was something completely, aha! Okay. What did that accomplish? Nothing. They're not. Look, the other side is just more emboldened. Aha! And get you. That's it. We're not doing anything. This is stupid. This is pointless. So, what do we do? Over the weekend, Sean King. Remember Sean King? What is he famous for? He's famous for... um, Being white or being black? Being white or black. One of those. One of, he's famous for something, though, right? Yes. Sean King. Yes. Okay. Something about Black Lives Matter, right? Did he start Black Lives Matter? No, that's the other black guy. The other black guy who says he's black but isn't no, black? No, no. That's black Rachel guy that Dolezal. Is... Oh. No, no, that's no. that's the woman who pretends she's yes. black. It's the other black man that got arrested. But he is white. black. But he is black, yeah. Sean King's the... White guy. Who's standing really close to him. Yes. You, Sean, you want to stand next to white people. In order to come out as black. Right. Yes. That's how it works. Yes, you know, yes, you're yes. just going to pale by comparison. Yes. Literally yes. pale yes. by comparison. Okay. Uh, Sean over the weekend tweeted, this is Flowood, Mississippi. Had a picture. Oh, okay. 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 After, uh, and there's a, a dude too. After berating employees at this diner, this man, knowing he's being filmed, openly calls the woman a... N-word, which he actually wrote out. Mm. After telling her to shut her effing mouth, Mm. there was a video that went around. We need his full identity and confirmed place of employment. What's his his goal there, Chris? Get him fired. I'm sorry, what's that? Get him fired. No, that can't be that, can it? Yes, yes. Well, no, Sean King and these yes. others, they just want to help people. They no. want a better world. No, they want to f- probably also find out where he lives, too. Yeah, you, you see this? This is aha. Yeah. This is white man, N-word, tells her to edit. Let's get, where does he work? And guess what? People responded. Of course. Now, I don't know what ha- what's happened to the man. I will be shocked if he does not get fired. Telling someone to shut their effing mouth, going to be bad for your employment in today's world. Dropping the N-word, forget it. He's done. I think he's a, it's, it's something about uh, being a radiologist somewhere. I saw, and I don't know if it was in response to Sean King or just the video starting to go viral. I don't know if, if the guy was truly sorry. Mm-hmm. Or just worried about his career. But he issued a lengthy apology on Facebook. I uh, said, you know, it was just one of those days, that type of thing. It was, and it was over something silly, whatever, in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it got heated and heated and heated. So, again, aha. We need his identity and confirmed place of employment. Interesting. What, what good are you doing, Sean? Well, you got to bring the mob. <clears throat> you got to rile them up. Ah, it's a teachable moment. Is that it? See, if you do this, now we know, and you got fired. Good. Now, now you learned your lesson, right? Mm, Great. Okay. What's he going to do moving okay. forward? He going to get another job anytime soon? No. I mean, eventually this may pass. Yes. This guy's not employable in the next six months. No. Probably the next year. Not in his chosen profession. No, he might have to move. Oh, if anywhere in the country. As soon as you go, why'd you leave your last job? I got fired for what? Or and in today's world, people who hire HR departments, they start Googling your name. Same thing. That video pops up. Or here you are. You got hired. 90-day uh, uh, 
What's that? Probation. Yeah, the probation you get where it's, it's kind of the trial. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're there 90 days. None of your employ- uh, co-workers are going to say, hey, we looked this guy up. Of course, people always do. And who's to say Sean King and the others won't say, let's see where he goes next to try to follow him around. We've seen that. So what good have you done? It's not a teachable moment. They are simply trying to punish people. You're not solving anything. We're already at that civil war. This crap has to stop. It's got to be over. What is your stated goal? Sean King's is all about race, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this helping? No. No. Because even if there are legitimate cases of racism, racial bias, whatever, too late. If it's not part of your side, everybody's going to stand against you. And Sean King, I guarantee you, it is only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time before they nail you in something, too. When will it be? What will it be? We don't know. And it'll be, aha. And this guy likely will be like, ah, Sean's got his now. I had to take my lumps. Now we're going to stick it to Sean. This is not Christian. It's not American. It's not right. It is not moral. It is wrong. So what's really going on out there? Well, the claims of Russian hacking back and forth is part of this as well. Whether the Russians have designed this or just fanned the flames, doesn't matter. They are certainly profiting from this. Everybody else. Remember, America's the big dog. We're number one. America slips. Everybody else moves up a chair. That's how it works. In some ways, everybody around the globe is saying, hey, it'd be cool if America dropped down a half a dozen points or so, right? We all move up just a little bit. Microsoft uncovered new Russian hacking attempts yesterday. Wow. Wow. Targeting U.S. political groups. Now, they said that a hacking group tied to the Russian government created fake Internet domain spoofs. Uh, Two American conservative organizations, the Hudson Institute and the International Republican Institute. Three other fake domains were designed to look like they belong to the Senate. Mm. Does Russia really believe that anything they do like this in mass will benefit them. They will benefit them in mass. In other words, if they put this up, are they like, yes, these five sites, they're going to take America down because we're going to get enough information. They're going to get enough information to do that. So what's their goal? Chaos. Chaos. It doesn't matter whether or not the sites are there. It's the fear of fear, basically. It's the... Back and forth. Aha! Russia! You're to blame, you people on that side over there. And the other side. Aha! You're to blame. Folks, do you realize both Democrats and Republicans, both conservatives and liberals, Hillary supporters and Trump supporters, it does not matter what side. Both of them, both sides, have a legitimate aha! Russia! For the other side. Both Both sides have a... Something weird has been going on with Russia and those people over there. Who's the only group that truly benefits here? Russia! Which is brilliant, whether they meant it that way or not. Russia keeps saying, you people over there, we're friends with these people. And then you tell these people, we're friends with them. We're trying to help them. 
And both sides are going, look at that. Russia's trying to help them. Who's telling you this? Russia! Chris, a PP tape, the Steele <laughs> dossier. This is the stupidest thing out there. This That wasn't even a good attempt. So we have proof because this piece of paper says it. With no other proof no. to pry back it up. It just claims that the president liked to be peed on by Russian hookers back in the day. Where's your proof? Collusion, collusion. And brother, before you move on, who doesn't like that? <clears throat> right. <laughs> who doesn't like who that? Who does right. not Come like on. that? Come on. Russian Think hookers, up. Come please. On. <laughs> and then on the Hillary side, right? Oh, yeah. Uranium One. That stuff looks really, really, really bad. Serious, yeah. Her involvement, her association with Russia, really bad. Where's the proof that anything illegal was done? Mm-hmm. I've not seen that. Things improper, probably. Yeah. But I'd like more information. Uh, national security, you can't have any more information. Both sides. A couple of weeks ago, Claire McCaskill claimed that Russian hackers tried unsuccessfully to infiltrate her Senate computer network. Oh, really? <clears throat> Yeah, and we've seen a bunch of these. Brad Smith is Microsoft's president. He said anyone who clicked on the fake websites could have been exposed to some sort of computer infiltration, hidden surveillance, data theft. It was phishing, basically. Yeah, malware, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Malware is out there everywhere. You've got reputable companies in America that you buy potato chips from or soda pop or TVs or whatever that have malware so they can gain information from you. So it could have been all of this. All right. Yeah, they could use that for bad. All right, let's take it serious. But he said there's no sign that the hackers were successful in persuading anyone, even Mm. one person, uh, to go there and click on the stuff. Mm. Five websites that they identified here. They haven't proven that even one person went there and got, got scammed. Not one. That's good. Yeah, but what's it show you? Yeah. So we read this story, uncovers more Russian attack ahead of midterms. Okay. More Russian targeting Mm -hmm. a political system. Okay. Did anyone get affected by this? Nah. No. But it's serious. We got to look at it. Yeah, you're right. But the seriousness, the seriousness of this splits instantly to Trump. Yeah. Democrats. Trump. Democrats. Red, blue, red, blue. Instead of... No. In this scenario, no harm was done other than Russia's attempt to F with us. As a country, then we need to say, y'all better stop that. And number two, that we have now become panicked whenever we see that and blame the other side instead of Russia. We're blaming each other and destroying each other when we should be blaming, in this scenario, Russia. Blaming Russia. How about this? How about we all agree to first blame Russia? Can we do that? Can we first blame Russia and stand up to Russia with this and then blame each other? Can we at least just do that? That's reasonable. You know, the person who's getting this amazing that so few people get this right. Bill Maher got it right over the weekend. Oh, really? Bill Maher. Did you sit here with Alex Jones? No. Alex Jones and Bill Maher? No, no, no. Okay. 
Nor was he on his show. This is how rumors get started. That's the reason I want to dispel that. Okay, okay. Okay. He was not on Bill Maher, nor was he on Bill Maher's program. I don't think Bill Maher was on him either, or his program. Or his program. Yeah, that's how rumors get started. Does he still have one? Who's that? Alex Jones. He does, but nobody can hear or listen to it. (laughs) Poor guy. No, he does well on his own little thing there. But So Bill Maher was asked or the um, brought up the story of Alex Jones being kicked off of Twitter and some other social media sites. This is mm. a big thing. Bill Maher, who back in the day before he became so political, I'm talking like 30 years ago, mm-hmm. was pretty funny. Yeah. Then he became political. Sometimes is very funny, but usually it's just his anti-Christian bias and stuff that gets in the way. But at least he seems consistent about things like the First Amendment. Jennifer Granholm, I think it was, who's a contributor on CNN and some other stuff, former uh, governor of of Michigan. Mm. She is a dolt, by the way. Anyway, she was on the broadcast. He brings up Alex Jones and when he defends the First Amendment and uh, it tries to, she cheers that he, Alex Jones was kicked off of Twitter. Oh, wow. And then Bill Maher has to set him straight, but listen to the audience. Here we go. <clears throat> Bill Maher. Because Alex Jones, uh, who is not my friend and who tells crazy lies about me, uh, is uh, thrown off Twitter, I think, and Facebook and a few other platforms. I think he's going to... Thank God! Thank God, Gio. Well, if you're a liberal, you're supposed to be for free speech. That's free speech for the speech speech you hate. That's what free speech means. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. If you care about the real American you don't. And if you do, it goes for every side. I don't like Alex Jones, but Alex Jones gets to speak. Everybody gets to speak. Sure. Is that perfect? That's about perfect That's right about there. Perfect, yes. He's a, now see, this is the reason I brought up free speech and see how I said over the last couple of weeks how they start for most of them, many of them, start from a position of failure where they say, Yes, absolutely, but this speech is too troubling. Right? That's that they fail. Bill Maher gets that part right. It's the troubling speech that you have to defend and protect. Because nobody cares if you're saying good things. No one's going to say, hey, Doc, we got to shut you down that you're saying wonderful things about me. (laughs) No one says that. No one says that. Bill's right. And people need to get that. We can debate all this other stuff, issues, how we get to other things. But if we do not understand those things, the rest is all done. It's all moot. Stop fighting the other side with the gotcha court of public opinion nonsense. You could still have your values. You could still hold people to account. But you've got to stop trying to destroy people simply as an effort to get some sort of political leg up. Meanwhile, D.C. is screwing us collectively. And Russia and others are screwing us. It's time we find the common ground and also the common enemy. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Did you see what I tweeted at Keith last night? I did. I did. It seemed to trigger him a little bit. It I don't, did. I don't he, know why. You bl- he blocked you and everything. I know. It was just about spiders. He doesn't like spiders, does but that's like the reason spiders. I sent it to him. I mean, 
you got to know what to avoid. I was trying to help the guy out. I think he took it the wrong way. Uh, that if he sees one, it's a sack of spiders being born. I know. So cool. Right. And uh, so I was like, hey, this is for Keith. I just want him to know if he's walking down the street and he sees one of those sacks, you avoid that. <laughs> I think he took it the wrong way. I don't know. Uh, we'll the, ask him. Get the tweets with the hashtag what I learned today and please follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. Also, if you get a chance, go to WaxR, I'm sorry, use WaxRx and pick up the WaxRx system. Fantastic system that you should have in your medicine cabinet or your bathroom cabinet ready to go for whenever you need to clear the earwax out of your ears or maybe even your kids. Kids always fight you on this stuff too. I mean, if, if you're unfortunately doing the wrong thing and trying to shove that Q-tip in the kid's ear, oh. that's going to be bad for you as well see it happen with my nieces and nephews with my sisters fighting them over the years I'm like guys that's not what you're supposed to do you use the wax rx system go to use order the system have it ready you can actually make it honestly fun for kids hey we're gonna uh, clean your ears out squirt the water in your ears mm. much better than trying to shove something in the ears and clean it out it's the safe, effective, and efficient way to clean that earwax out of your ears. And all you have to do is the three steps. Step one, you put the eardrops in there and it softens the earwax up a little bit. The specially designed pump to just flush it all out. And then you got the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. It's very simple to use. And they'll even chip it to your door for free if you use the promo code radio at blaze. I'm sorry, at usewaxrx.com. The C42 saying, I don't like Bill Maher, but damn, I'll marry that guy. He laid it out right. I mean, that's the reason I'm like, we've invited Bill on the program. Yeah. They always block we us there. We came so close. Yep. We always come like so close. And it's not, and it's not Bill. Honestly. No, I, no, no. It's not Bill. I think given the right opportunity, right circumstance, I think Bill time, Bill would absolutely talk to yeah, us. Yeah, because I don't think it's Bill. I think he's his handlers. Because we came, those leaders on, oh, yeah, yeah, Bill will come. Yeah, yeah. And then. Right. How about tomorrow? Ooh, yeah, he, he's busy that day. I'm like, okay. And he gets the really simple part. See, yeah. that's the debate that used to be had. Both sides arguing, not about free speech. When was that the issue? Yeah. I mean, the only time it's been an issue is maybe during the 60s, and it wasn't about what, what you're saying, per se, or um, can you say it? It was things like occupying certain spaces. It was more like that. But if you don't get the, the, the difficult stuff is the stuff that needs to be protected, then all is lost. It's all moot. You got to get, get a sleeve of Coke, please, saying, of course, Bill Maher is no stranger to free speech debate. Remember, ABC canceled politically incorrect he did. after something he said about 9-11. Do you remember that? Do you remember what he said? No, I do not know remember what he oh, said. Oh, Bill got caught up in this back in the day, court of public opinion. And I even understood what he was saying. He, he referred to- Was that a to, bad joke? No, oh, okay. uh, it was part of his shtick. It was oh, more okay. like speechifying. But he referred to the 9-11 hijackers as brave. 9-11, mm. I'm sorry, that's a whoop, whoop, yeah. warning, warning, warning. You can make the argument that they were. Yeah, yeah. Now, in that scenario, the line between brave and crazy, very, yeah, very thin, very, very thin. thin. Yes. See, um, if you're that extreme and crazy... It's not even about being brave. No. It's about being crazy. Yes. The the fear is easy to easier to put away. But I understood what he was saying even at the time. Wasn't Bill fan, but brave? All right. I mean, they were willing to get on a plane and fly it into a building. That takes some balls. Mm-hmm. The balls, though, more crazy than just, I will do this for the good of mankind as they saw it. No. 
And, of course, by saying that, then it seemed to discount anything you would uh, say about Americans. I don't know if there was anything about braver than Americans or soldiers. That may have been part of it. I I just don't remember. But I remember it was about them, the hijackers, being brave. Uh, Sumi's saying a quick solution to our gacha culture can be to punish the false accusers like they accuse. Uh, yeah, he's right about that. Loser pay laws loser would pay start law. that or whatever. That's the only thing I could think of right That's now right. is like the loser pay law. Yeah, I'm sure there's some better examples like even in the court of public opinion, but that would be a start in the right direction to holding people accountable for their accusations and claims. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, and let me uh, clarify a couple things here uh, via some tweets. People had some questions and uh, misunderstood. Uh, Maybe I was misleading in the way I presented things. Uh, I think it's the Senile Avenger. Uh, Doc, what you're overlooking is that the left accuses the right of all the crime while they themselves perform the majority of the crime. You are suggesting we play nice and let them get away with it. Um, I don't know, majority or all of the crime, we can throw that out, but we know people are guilty on both sides. Uh, For the purpose of this discussion, let's not use percentages here. But no, I'm not suggesting for a second we let them get away with it. I think you know me far too well. To suggest that stinky something similar. Do we fight surrender or have a truce? Because I don't think we should. uh, I don't think we could uh, trust a truce. Half of the leaders on our team are the other side. Half of the leaders on our team are the other side. I'm not suggesting we stop for a moment. You think I'm going to stop pointing out when people are wrong? Stop with my values. One of my the cornerstones of everything I am and we've always discussed is transparency. So we're going to keep pointing out when people are wrong. I'm talking about the gotcha to punish people in the court of public opinion. The boycotts so people lose their jobs or companies. If they do because the public just says, that's not what I want, that's fine. And a company could certainly fire people. We have to stop trying to punish people by getting them fired. The Sean Kings of, do you know who this guy is and where does he work? What purpose is that? Only to get the guy fired. Does it help even Sean get what he wants? No. At best, it is temporary satisfaction. What I'm suggesting is we, number one, demand transparency from our government. Number two, stop pretending when our side or our people do wrong that it's not wrong. (laughs) We had a poll, even in in the Blaze audience, which is a little bit different. This audience, the Blaze gets it a little bit better, uh, far more, far better at uh, holding people accountable, even on our side. Oh, yeah. There was a News and Why It Matters poll (laughs) that asked, would you still support a military parade? Oh, I know where you're going with this A military parade. Mm. And 57% of the people said yes. Trump's military parade in this audience or the news and why it matters. 
it costs millions of dollars. Unbelievable. And although we have some, had some things like it similar in the past, it is still not something America has done the same way that the Soviet Union, Russia, North Korea. Uh, where was the one? Uh, uh, Where's the one where the uh, Venice, Venezuela? Venezuela? Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, tried to attack. Where the they have them all out there. We don't do that. That's no. not what we do. Mm-mm. Nor should it be what no. we do. Yes, we've done similar things at times. Usually those were after war victories or whatever. But it's not like, let's go out and just display this. No. It's, it's not us. But even if it was us, prioritize. Is a military parade worth even $500,000 no. when you're $21 trillion in debt? No. But we knew it would cost tens of millions, and Trump wanted to do it. Our side, Trump supporters need to say, no, Mr. President, that's not who we are. <laughs> Stop it. You're a guy we elected because you're a businessman. That's part of the reason people, one of the main pushes, Supreme Court, Businessman, economy, got it. Is it worth spending that amount of money? No. It does nothing but piss away millions. Now, he has backed off of it, but it looked like the price tag was going to be closer to $100 million. Yeah. And 57% of the people said, right on, let's go do it. Have you lost your minds? Hold our side accountable. And hold Trump accountable for this stuff. So, Transparency. Hold our side accountable and finally start fighting primarily against D.C. and stop the boycotts. You could point out hypocrisy. Sure, we do and will all the time. Mock them, not a problem. But if you're trying to get them fired, the actor, the cashier at the local store, whatever it is, because you're offended, your little feelings got hurt because of something. No, sorry, you're doing it wrong. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Brickhouse Nutrition is waiting for you at BrickhouseDoc.com. Waiting for you to order Field of Greens. What a great product. Such a simple thing you can do to make your life a little bit better. I'm looking for those hacks. Really, this is a life hack is what this is. Yeah, I I am all about the hacks. The things where you can say, okay... You could save an additional 14 seconds a day if you do this. Or the annoyance of every day having to go and do whatever. 14 seconds. Dude, aren't you like that, though? I'm like, okay, I'll put this in the microwave and start it while I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. So everything I do is about that. Just get through life as simply as possible. That's what Brickhouse Nutrition is doing with Field of Greens. It's an opportunity for you to get those greens in your diet. The vegetables you're supposed to be eating without actually having to eat the vegetables because you don't like vegetables, you don't know how to cook, uh, vegetables are pricey. Whatever the excuse is for not eating vegetables, they've got to be the center focus of your diet. Read any nutritional study out there and they're going to tell you this. Talk to any nutritional uh, nutritionist, any doctor, they're going to tell you vegetables have to be the center focus of your diet if you want to be healthy. If you want to and you have trouble with the vegetables... Try Field of Greens. It's not some sort of weird supplement. It's not just an extract or just the vitamins they've taken out and said, here, eat this gummy bear. No, it's actually the food. It's the food that you mix with water to kind of rehydrate it, drink it down, and you're good to go. Each scoop gives you a full daily supply. Each one. (laughs) One full serving, and you're good to go. And you could keep it at work. So you just take a scoop, boom. How long does that take you versus going to get vegetables, buying buying vegetables, or whatever else? You keep it at home. 
You got the kids to eat it this way if they're not eating their vegetables. It's all at BrickHouseDoc.com. Just look up Field of Greens, and while you're there, look up the other product, the Dawn to Dusk we've told you about, which is a 10-hour energy supplement. All at BrickHouseDoc.com. Joining us now, Mary Rice Hasten, author or co-author of Get Out Now, Why You Should Pull Your Children from Public Schools Before It's Too Late. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm good. Good morning. I'm guessing uh, public schools are not real good for those conservative libertarians like me. No, they are not. And in fact, it's a mystery why 9 out of 10 parents who are, who are faith-based, who are conservative-leaning, still have their kids in public schools. I think, it's, we, I think it comes down to money. I think it comes down to money and opportunity. So here's the thing. There's a cost to everything. Yes, there's a financial cost when you send your kids to a private school, a faith-based school, or even homeschooling. That's a smaller thing. That's a, that's a time cost. Right. But there's a cost to sending our kids to public schools, and the cost is we're losing them. They are coming out of elementary, but mostly high school, as little progressives or at least inclined towards those values and those beliefs, regardless of where their parents are coming from. And it's time, in our book, we pull together the data that makes that case that this is not a problem of universities radicalizing children who, who are emerging from the public schools still with you know, their parents' values solidly uh, as their foundation. That's not the case. They're, they're being moved to the left just by going through the public school systems. And we've got to look at that. You know, as people who care about the future of our country and about our kids, you know, I don't think really what we want. I don't think most parents fully understand. We only hear, I mean, we don't have the time, even if we wanted to, to really know everything that's being taught in every class, every conversation. We, we don't have the time, nor would we ever be able to know every conversation, every nuanced statement every teacher makes throughout the course of the day with our with our kids. There's no way to know. We don't have the time to know. All we hear are the sensationalized stories. A school in Walla Walla, Washington did this. A teacher in Baton Rouge, uh, Rouge did that yesterday. But I got to believe if we're hearing those, our kids are exposed to all kinds of bad every day that we never know about. Yeah, so there are two things there. We, we may not know everything that goes on, but we can look at the results. And the most recent graduating class of high school students is the most liberal, the most left, that we have had since the late 60s and early 70s. And this has been a progression as the schools have adopted progressive ideology. Our children are being you know, pulled out like a riptide to, just to the left. So we have to look at the results because I hear it all the time when I'm talking to parents. It's like, my, my children don't go to school anymore. My kids are, think socialism is cool. My, you know, they're, they're, they're toed left and their parents are scratching their heads. And so we have to look at that. And the second thing is, the reason why we don't know all that's being taught is the school has a different goal. The public education system has a different goal than at least conservative and faith-based parents do. And the schools are intentionally keeping parents in the dark. And it really and is that, very easy for teachers and school systems to influence. It is it's so simple, so subtle, the way they teach things. It doesn't even have to be out there going, socialism is great. All you have to do is downplay certain uh, historical uh, events, uh, focus on a couple of others, put a nicer little um, glossy coating on something that was bad with socialism, mm-hmm, right? That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. 
Right, right. It's how you portray America, how you portray the problems in our country. Of course, there are problems. It's the emphasis. It's how you it's like the mainstream media. And so that's what we're seeing in the public schools. And don't get me wrong. There are some (coughs) very fine teachers and administrators in the public school system, but they're wearing a straitjacket. (laughs) <laughs> and it, right. it's the you know it's a progressive straitjacket because they've got to conform to what the schools are promoting, and if you look at the educational establishment from the NEA to the National School Counselors to the National Association of Elementary School Principal School uh, or Secondary Schools School Boards Associations, they are all adopting and promoting left wing positions. And not not subtle or marginal left wing. We are talking the extremist of the extreme. Well, we're talking. It would map on very nicely to the to the Democrat platform. Mm. And so again, parents need to say, stop wondering at the end of your child's high school time. Stop wondering how did this happen, and say, what do I want for my child? This is not producing it, and I've got to get the facts, and that's what we do in Get Out Now uh, in our book. We just we pull together the facts about the impact okay. of public education on faith, on patriotism, on, on political leanings, on our kids' mental, you know, psychological stability. Do they understand whether they're a boy or a girl, or is someone going to try to, to make that a tippy thing? You know, this is, all these things come into play, and parents need to get informed. So, Mary, help us. Is there any way to to save public education at this point, or is that a different argument? Is it let, you got to get your kids out now? Number one, if we're in an emergency situation, get your kids out of school. Come up with something different, and then as we're doing that, we take a breath down the road a piece and say, "Now, can we save public schools?" Is that it? Yeah, that is it. Because here's the thing: there are no do overs on childhood, and parents' first obligations are to their own kids. And so you will not be able to change the system within your child's school lifetime. And the litigators on the left will see to that. So as conservatives or libertarians, there is something we can do long term to change public education. But it's not going to happen for our kids today. And that's what parents need to look at. Why sacrifice your kids? You just don't get a do-over. Actually, and by saving your kids today, that may save public education generations down the road. It'll certainly save our country. Yeah, and that could do it. How difficult is it to homeschool uh, for people who have you know toyed with the idea but really haven't done the research? I know there are a lot more resources available now for homeschooling parents. Is it, is it oh. that difficult to do? No, I'll tell you what, I know parents who work full-time and are able to homeschool. I know parents who have one parent deployed and who are homeschooling. I mean, what has changed is the availability of materials on the Internet and the fact that homeschooling is way more mainstream, and there are homeschooling groups in every part of the, of the country, in every part of every state, so there are opportunities for socialization, for, for support, for co-ops, which is what I see happening. You know, parents getting together, and, and you'll have someone who's got a background in science, and, and they're mm. teaching a small science class. So parents need to just make the decision. Get out now, do what's right for your kids, and you will find the opportunities I wonder if there's uh, maybe a first step for parents that aren't sure they can make the, the full commitment to teach. Maybe, maybe they start trying to teach a class or two. 
for a couple of months and see, okay, is this something we can work into? Is that possible? Well, here's the thing. In the back of our book, we have a whole question and answer section that, mm-hmm. that talks to parents who and addresses these concerns, you know, where they're, they're just not sure or, or they've got countervailing reasons why mm-hmm. they're just not sure. So, so we address that specifically in the book. And ironically, one of the things that homeschoolers have been trying to do is to get the public school systems to open up to allow children to come in and take, for example, that chem lab uh, class that might be difficult. Mm-hmm. And the public school system is resisting this. You know, there are a few select places across the country that allow that kind of, you know, come in for a class and then leave so you don't have to be immersed in the whole ideological project. Mm-hmm. But the public schools are resisting that, and, and you know why. It's because they want to have control, and they want, to, they want the whole package. They want to form your kid according to that ideology, that mindset. They want you immersed in that. And, and so long-term, that's one of the things that we need to just sort of bust open and change our model of schooling here, you know, and change the idea of vouchers so that the money goes with the, with the child and parents can exercise that choice. But those are, those are long-term solutions. Parents really, if they're looking at what's best for their child, they need to say, get out. I'll find something, I'll make something, I'll, I'll get together with others, I'll look at the private schools, I'll look at faith-based schools. You need to find the alternative now because there's no do-over on your child's situation. So you also talk about some states that are just no longer good for your school and for your kids, and you should pull kids if they're on these states. California, D.C., Washington State, Minnesota, Kansas, North Carolina, Florida, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Oregon, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So uh, you're saying that those states those are, are the worst right now? Those are the worst? Well, what I'm saying is those, the first three chapters of our book, we, we go into the whole transgender agenda and the fact that that is being imposed regardless of parents' views, teachers' views. That's being imposed, and those states that you named are at the forefront in terms of both shutting parents out, there's no opt-out, if you don't, if you don't buy into the fact that your, your chromosomes and your, your sex can't change, but the little boy sitting next to your daughter can all of a sudden say he's a girl and go into the bathrooms and, and be on the sports teams and, and all those things. If you don't buy into that, you don't have any recourse in all of those states. And in fact, in all but a couple of school districts across the country, they're the school districts are embracing this because nobody wants to bully any kid and we want to take care of every kid. But that's not, that's become an excuse for importing this, this whole ideology that, that represses free speech, right? You have to, you have to use the pronouns, you have to get with the program and you have to say that the boy is now a girl, regardless of what you think. And and your child is going to be pressured to do that, to buy into that whole thing, regardless of whether from a faith perspective or a science perspective, you're, you're saying, that's just not true. You know, their feelings, their confusion, okay, you know, be kind, support that person, but instead we're changing reality. And so, so those states you listed are, the, are at the vanguard. They're, they're, they're at the forefront of this push uh, in terms of, of gender, transgender ideology. But across the board, there isn't a public school system in the country that's not importing progressive ideology because that's, it's shot through the curriculum. It's, it's in the textbooks. It's in the, the um, 
extracurricular materials. Lots of teachers now are, are pulling stuff from the Internet, and the Southern Poverty Law Center has a website, Teaching Tolerance, that they promote massively to teachers. And, and they sort of hide. It's, it's not advertised right up front that it's Southern Poverty Law Center. You just see teaching tolerance. Oh, yeah, every teacher wants to teach their kids to be tolerant. And these materials are anti-American. It's identity politics. Right. You know, it, yeah. it's all this stuff. And Mary, so this, it's coming in everywhere. This is really good information. We're going to go ahead and tweet out a link and post a link to uh, your book on uh, social media. It, great information. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Mary Rice Hasten, co-author of Get Out Now, Why You Should Pull Your Children for Public School Before It's Too Late. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. A simple thing you can do to make some extra cash. Might only be a couple of extra dollars. It's one of those things, uh, like some of the apps we've presented, where it's just an easy way to bring in some extra dollars. Maybe it's only a couple of bucks. Couldn't use an extra 50 bucks a month for doing virtually nothing? Okay. Then go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Maybe you're actually looking for a career, something that could bring in a full, good living. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. It's possible. All that you're doing is sharing the information about Earthwater. That's really what it comes down to. Think about some of these other programs you've seen, um, products that people have sold in their homes where you have little parties and all of this stuff. It's not dissimilar to that in the idea of you become a representative of that company, essentially telling people, a marketer, a salesman for it. But the difference is with Earthwater, you don't have to stock any of the stuff. You don't have to have parties. You don't have to do anything. You're just sharing on social media or telling friends, hey, try Earthwater. You wear a shirt. What's that? Oh, it's Earthwater. Here's the code that I have. And they save money when they order through you, plus you make a 40% weekly commission. It is done. So simple, so wonderful for you to just make some side cash with very little extra work. Now, if you work in a pretty big company or you have a big sphere of influence, maybe you're around uh, an athletic team, your kids' sports teams, maybe they're in uh, diving or gymnastics or something like that, well... This is particularly good for athletes, too, because you're getting those trace minerals from the Earthwater. And if you're not familiar with Earthwater, you can just visit them at their website. But you're going to be around all of those people. And you could say, hey, this is something my, my kid does. Give them that little extra edge to be extra healthy. Yeah. You've got a built-in audience right there. So go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up for an account today. You don't have to handle shipping. There's no monthly minimum, no money up front, none of that. You just... Get to make money if you tell people about it. TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com A lot of people are agreeing with the whole homeschool. You got Sarah DeRoma saying, so easy to homeschool. I live in a small town and I homeschool. Um, but then you got Amanda saying, Yeah, but see, Sarah DeRoma is-, is brilliant. She's she's, she? she's the, one of the smartest regular listeners we have. Uh, Maybe the... I'm going to put her in the top couple. I don't know who would be... I mean, she is so... It's going to be easier for her. Mm. We got Amanda saying homeschooling is hard, but worth the effort. Well, 
But Amanda's one of the dumbest in our audience. Oh. I mean, it's nothing against her. It's just, you know, we all luck of the draw, you know. Mm. She's very nice, but... You know, so that's probably what it is. It has to do with your own abilities. And you got Cincy Broncos saying first. You think first, that's probably accurate? Oh, yeah, that's okay, accurate, yeah. Cincy Broncos saying first hour was too serious. It's important, but too serious for 6 a.m. I need more yuck yucks. You have anything scheduled? I, I wasn't planning on it, but I'll see what I can pull out of my can you? hat. Your hat? My hat. Your hat? I'll see what I can pull out of my hat. Okay. Or elsewhere. This is from your hat. The it next will hour. Be next hour. Po- probably from my hat. Might okay. be from somewhere else. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning, Blaze, on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I had to scramble and adjust to pull something out of my hat. Okay. I had to scramble. You had the VMAs last night, and I was going to discuss them a little bit. Okay. But uh, everything I had to say about it was uh, really bad. <laughs> like, really triggering and angry and frustrated. and Because what do you think... Happened at an award ceremony filled with people on the left from Hollywood and the music. And what do you think? What do you think happened? Politic. Politics. Yeah. Remember the Agenda. video we played yesterday from Logic? Oh, don't tell me they play that. They performed it. And they had kids on stage that formed a wall. A wall of kids wearing a t-shirt that said the same blah, bitty, blah, whatever. All human beings are human, something like that. We're all yeah, human beings. Some lie. Anyway. Well, we are all human beings. I'm not sure. There's some subhuman human beings. I think so. Really reprehensible. Let me ask you. Okay. Do you think that Jeffrey Dahmer guy was the same level of humor? He's a serial killer. Okay. Eight people. Ooh. Eight them? Yeah. Nice. You mean that's the same level of human? No. no, no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So a bunch of nonsense, but he performed that whole thing. So that seems a little political. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Madonna did what what I'm at a loss because I really don't know what she was doing supposedly it was a tribute to Aretha Franklin okay they got uh, some old white lady to do a tribute to right yeah and how is Aretha Franklin relevant to the VMAs isn't under about music Yes. What is the target demo for the V? How are VMAs important at this point? Video music awards. See, those were important when, when videos were new. So there's a failure right there. But if you say were the American music awards or something like that, you go, oh, Aretha Franklin, uh, you know, lifetime achievement, obviously all the stuff she'd accomplished, iconic. So yes, we'll play tri- pay tribute to her. But the VMAs are very targeted to young I mean, if you're 30, the VMAs don't care about you. If you're 25, you're on the upside, Grandpa. 
I mean, seriously, they are targeting like 21, 22, mm. and they get the kids by default. This is how it works. So Aretha Franklin, a tribute? Eh. They know her. She hit Aretha Franklin. When, when is the last time MTV played music? I don't know about that. That is true. I don't know when was the last time they played music. Uh, it's got to be decades, right? Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And then even prior to that, when was the last time Aretha had a song, a video played on MTV? True. True. 30 years I knew you were waiting with George Michael. Was that it? Sure. Okay. So it seemed a little off, but okay. You're going to pay tribute to her. That's a nice thing to do. Let's get, uh, who can we get? Some soulful singer. (laughs) Let's get Madonna. (laughs) Who, again, why is Madonna allowed in the same city as the VMAs? She's 112. She's not relevant. It doesn't matter. She's not relevant in the world. You've had your days. Got it. You adopted some kids from all over. You wrote some kids' books. Move on. It's done. But then she's on stage wearing... What was she wearing, Chris? The Virgin Mary kind of <laughs> outfit. That's what. That's the only thing I could think of. No, it looked like it was African garb. Did it look African garb to you? Not to me. It looked like the Virgin Mary. She legitly, she looks like the Virgin Mary right now. Did the Virgin Mary have like... What is, the, what is her hair? What is that? I don't know what that is. Braids? Yeah, I that's braids. Yes. Did the Virgin Mary have uh, like gobs and gobs of gold chains? No, but she had the thing, you know, and I run her head and it was long. And uh, gobs and gobs of gaudy rings and bracelets? <laughs> is that the Virgin Mary? It's not the pictures I've seen, Chris. Yeah, there is nothing Virgin or Mary about her. <laughs> nothing. She did I a was song thinking, about a virgin. Is that what she performed? She went. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what oh, she performed. I she but I know that she did a song about a virgin. Yeah, that was called ironic. Oh. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I don't know what she's going for. I thought it was some sort of African type thing because she's saluting Aretha. Mm. And then I was like, how come they're not saying cultural appropriation? I think the only reason they're not claiming cultural appropriation is no one knows what culture she's appropriated. They're like, there's, this is not her. This is not an old lady white thing, but we don't know who should be pissed off here. Is it because I'm seeing the Virgin Mary, you see an African garbs. I don't know what other people are seeing. I think a lot of people are like, Hey, you shouldn't appropriate those African. I'm not sure that's, is that black or it's a virgin? No, the Catholics are going, it's not us. We don't know. Listen, somebody today should be all pissed off at Madonna. I don't know who it is. There's committees all over. Like the Asian councils going together going, no, she's got nothing from us. Nope, we're good to go. Good, good. Is it like Native American? Listen, seriously, in Indian casinos all over America, they're having executive council meetings going, first order of business, uh, what are the slots paying off? Second order of business, that effing Madonna, is that... Oh, we're clear? Good. Okay, to the table games now. What are the cigarettes bringing in? See, now I can see what you were saying, the uh, Native American. Right. Now I see Native American. Crap. Yeah. Now you got the Eskimos going, I don't know. Ah. Check her feet. Is there snowshoes? I think we're covered. Now I see that too. Give me another one. Give me another one. I think the only thing we're left is in asylums. People are like, hey, she's mocking crazy people. <laughs> that's not, that's cultural appropriation. It's insensitive. She's mocking Amanda down the rooms. Right. That's Amanda. Who <laughs> let Amanda out? Hey, have you guys seen Amanda today? 
<laughs> Here's the sad thing. She's actually kind of my my dead sister, Kim. No. <clears throat> she had boatloads of gobs of jewelry like that. Wow, it's not that far of a leap. How dare you culturally appropriate my dead sister, Madonna? How dare you? What about the hippies? What are the hippies saying? It's a little hippie-esque, too. Yes. A little flower child. Yes. They, uh, okay, the hair and the dumb look on her face, the vapid look, that says hippie. All the jewelry, eh, not so much. See, if that gold was like weird little beads made of hemp and stuff, yes. you'd go, up oh, hippies, got it. But it's the jewelry. I'm going to send a picture of this uh, to my, my family, to my sister, my remaining uh, siblings that remain alive and go, hey, who's she Who's she culturally appropriating? Five bucks, they all say, Kim. God bless her. She was a circus of fun when I was a kid. Not so much as I became an adult, but as a kid, she was fun. So that's what she has going on. And then she speechifies as part of the tribute for uh, like five, six minutes. Wow, that's a long. Yeah, it, well, it's a tribute to Aretha. Okay, so when you think of, okay, we're going to salute Aretha an Frank. icon who yes. truly is just amazing. How would you do that? What would your you're a producer? How, how would you put First of all, you go full black gospel and just start saying her songs across the century. So you have Madonna perform. Yes. See, because I, I would my I first have would have been first off uh, get people working on a montage of Aretha. Okay. Of Aretha singing Aretha. Yes. Okay. And then we need to get the appropriate person, Madonna. Yeah, that's that was a bad choice. That was a bad choice. This, was I'm, Gary Busey not available? I mean, he's the only person that would have been worse than Madonna at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Gary, Gary Busey would have brought some some life into those VMAs. Right. <laughs> so they get Madonna. Okay. And then second, then you're like, okay. Performance. You, right. You read a 30-second tribute thing. Yes. And then you bust out some song. Right. Yes. It was like five, six minutes of Madonna talking about Madonna. Yeah, but Madonna's not dead. I know. It was Madonna talking as a tribute to Aretha about, about Madonna. Madonna. She yeah. easily 85% of it, maybe more, was about Madonna. Huh. Let me tell you about Aretha Franklin. If it were not for Aretha Franklin's uh, influence on me, I would have never performed one of her songs to get my first job, blah, bitty, blah, and then read her resume. <laughs> <laughs> we know her resume. <laughs> Thanks, Aretha. And that's why I'm wearing this catholic native american kim garb Ooh, that's what i'm wearing today for aretha (laughs) so it made it about her Uh, okay now kevin hart was one of the presenters and he blah 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 and i was going to play for you a clip where he tells president trump to suck it where he and his uh, co-presenter tiffany haddish Mm mm-hmm Whoever that is. Whoa, do not knock her down. She's great. I don't know who she is. She's a racing comedian. She's amazing. She's who? A racing comedian. A racing? A rising. What do you say? A rising comedian. Okay. I'm not mocking her. I just don't know who she is. No, no. She's really good. Okay. Anyway, so uh, he tells the president, suck it. He mentions, he does some tie into like, this is game time for us, game Mm -hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. uh, unlike some at this game, you you can take a knee. Political, political, whatever, annoying. I really wanted to play that. And I started going through and I was like, hey, they were actually funny. Mm -hmm. Kevin and Tiffany were actually pretty funny last night. Why did you bring up the politics stuff? (laughs) So I'm just going to play a couple little clips 
a little montage of some of the stuff they said. It was kind of fun. Listen. Hold on a second. Pause right there. So they show a bunch of these dumb young kids with face tattoos. I Did I mention that on the yes, air or off did. the air? No, was it on the air? You mentioned it last week. Yes. What the F is going on with the face tattoos? Stop. Stop. What are you doing? Do not normalize this. <laughs> it was fine when you had one or two crazy people, the Mike Tyson do it, and you're like, wow, they have taken it. To a whole level, but the rest of us as society, we said, here's the line, right? We try to avoid our hands. Sometimes people go ahead and cross that line, right? Whoa. People, of well, you want, because you want your, your shirt. Oh, okay. Your yeah, button-up shirt yeah, yeah, to be able yeah. to go down to your wrist. Yeah. So in a professional setting, yes. they don't know. You peel that back and you're all tatted up. We said, okay, try to avoid the hands. Some people cross the line, but the face. Oh, yeah, that's that a no-go. That was reserved for the craziest of crazy people, yeah. the cat lady, the lizard guy, the people that go through these extreme surgeries, somebody who's going to end up in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most tattoos, and Mike Tyson, yeah. right? Punch drunk, crazy ass boxers from Cleveland. Yes. That, these were, this was the line. We all, as a society, it didn't have to be written, and it didn't have to be mandated by Congress or a president. We all said, this is the line. Only 10 people in society in all of the world is, I mean, aside from like native species in, you know, in Africa or like Australia or someplace. Aside from them, in Western societies, only 10 people can have face tattoos. That was our limit. Yes. 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 Right. And eight eight out of 10 of them were in jail. Yes. Eating people. Right. (laughs) The crazies of the crazies. We all just accepted this. And then all of a sudden, somebody broke it. Somebody broke the rule. I don't, and it became acceptable. There was at least three people they showed in the audience last night. These you, uh, new young celebrities with significant face tattoos. Really, I'm not talking a little tear in the corner of their eye. I'm not talking that. I'm talking tatted the hell up. Oh, I gotta go back and watch that. <clears throat> so, Kevin Hart's right. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. But then one other little thing they mentioned. What? Listen to Tiffany. She screws up a sports team. Listen, uh, you told me how great she was. She is great. And she seemed to be fun and had great timing until that. That was part of the shtick. You say that uh, all the time. You always say, edit all that out. Yeah, she stole my joke. Chris, there is an unspoken. It's actually a spoken rule what in the circles this? of comedy. What is this spoken rule? You do not steal anybody else's material. You just don't do that unless you can get away with it. You can, you do not steal. Yes, you do. You, you do steal. not steal. Everybody knows this. You no. will be ostracized no. in the comedic community. No. <laughs> you absolutely will. She stole my shtick. No. Stole my bit there. How dare she? <laughs> Edit it out on live TV. <laughs> <clears throat> You don't think she did? No. No. You're just mad that uh, that, that she did it. No, I know I, what I think is going on. I think I know what's happening here. They've what? been monitoring the show. Oh, yes. I'll give them that. Yes. It's yes. The, we, we have become apparently writers for the VMA and Tiffany yes. Haddish. Yes. Yes. I didn't yes. realize I'm a de facto writer. Yes. By the way, you know how they edited the show or uh, started the show? Oh. Later on, we're getting the new numbers on procrastination. No. Yeah. They didn't get to them. Next year's program. They put it off uh, till next year's program. They mentioned that. Yep. And they wrapped up the show saying what they learned. 
Really? I think I think so. I didn't see it, but I can only imagine it. I mean, you might as well steal all. Steal it all. <laughs> Take all of me. <laughs> all right. Get the tweets in. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And uh, use the hashtag what I learned today. Patriot Mobile is waiting for you to sign up today. Hopefully you will if you haven't done so already because they got great deals. But it's limited time only to get in on the $4 iPhones. They have various models of iPhone or did. I don't know what the stock is like for each one. I know they were selling really well. So make sure to contact them today and get your iPhone for just $4 a month. $4 a month for select iPhones. Yeah, they have Androids too, but... I mean, you can get the iPhone. Why would you get the Android? <laughs> true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, come on. If you're walking around, you're in your office, you're wherever, and you're like, hey, can I? Uh, can you take a picture? Can you whatever? And someone's like, sure. And they bust out their Android. Oh, no. Everybody does no. the same thing. How do you oh. work this thing? Every, this? Well, no. First, it's all. Oh. Yeah. Everyone's. Everyone kind of. You get that icky feeling. Right? <laughs> it is so complicated just to take a picture. I know. You swipe down, swipe left, two swipes to the right, and then you're all done. I know. But the first thing is, I just love how as soon as they pull it out, you're always like, oh, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. And then you're like, well, Steve makes pretty good money. Why doesn't he have an iPhone? That's just, y'all have it. So they have Androids. And I understand if you normally can't afford it or something. But hey, they have iPhones just four bucks a month. It's at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Plus, if you use the promo code doc when you sign up, they're going to waive the activation fee. Now, they start their unlimited talk and text plans at just 20 bucks a month. So that's very affordable as well. You could switch today. Unlimited talk and text, just 20 bucks a month and a $4 phone. Mm. Uh, quick math there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. $20 for talk and text, uh, $4 phone. That means my monthly bill minus forced taxes would be 20 plus four. Carry 24? the, I'm sorry. What'd you say? 24. Oh, you're really fast at that. You were really fast. I was getting ready to get the calculator. Did you confirm it? I did confirm it. Because that's a pretty good price. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, good. I know that because that's what my bill is. With tax, it comes to twenty six eighty four. Oh, very good. It's uh, at patriotmobile.com slash doc. You can also sign up at 800-APATRIOT, but do not forget the promo code doc because they're going to waive that activation fee. Patriot Mobile is doing good for you by supporting conservative organizations. They, only the, they, they are the only non-progressive Cell provider in America today. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Seven rank show among Filipino tilt roll operators. So, so, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I got to draw the line in the sand again. Another line being drawn right nice here, up. right now. Face tattoos, no go. Yes, I mean, society, we've got to stop this. This is very serious. Number two. You know, let's put Russian hacking on, on the back burner <laughs> for a little while and stop with face tattoos. If we lose face tattoos, we've lost. It's done. It's over. Right? I mean, come on. How do we expect to stop Russian hackers? We can't get people from tattooing their face. (laughs) So that's another. But there's another line being drawn. Makeup for men. Oh, I am so in. I am so in. No. Yes. Listen, I'm not talking clowns 
or people on television, you have to do this. Uh, actors at times, fine. But makeup for men on a regular daily basis, no. Stop this. Doc. Stop it. Do not make me say what I'm going to say. Oh, you will lose this. Doc Thompson, who was the person that told me if it was susceptible in culture, you wear eyeliner? What are my two reasons? I don't know. What are your two reasons for Number one. Eyeliner. Yes. Number one, not socially acceptable. Okay. Number two, which is my reason for saying stop this altogether. Mm -hmm. The time. What time? Because... Do you know why women wear makeup? Uh, no. Because they look better. <laughs> do you know why men on TV wear makeup? Why do they wear makeup? Because they look better. Okay. Makeup takes away all the little blemishes on your face, mm. makes them look like they're not there. Eyeliner, where your eyes look like Rudy Valentino. You've got the... Looks amazing. They look great. I've been in theater. Eyeliner looks... Fantastic. But it's not socially acceptable. <laughs> and we want that because when it becomes socially acceptable, okay, you are going to have to put makeup on every day. I am so ready for that day. <clears throat> Chris, you don't have the time to do the stuff you need to do now. You can barely make it into work on time. How dare you? Uh... Kirk Jones, um, yes. am I wrong about that statement? You are 100% right. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Mordecai's giving me a double thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Chris, you would never. You're you right. So. Chris, you get up at like 3 in the morning. Like, right. How are you going to do that? Do you need that commitment every day, if every time you go out? And then you got to touch up your makeup and you got to carry that crap with you? If it's from Chanel, I'm so in. The reason we're bringing this up, Chanel is launching a makeup line for men. No. So. No. Stop it. Sarah. It's for a line for men. It's called Boy de Chanel. Yes, Boy de Chanel. Chanel. Uh, hello. For all y'all, this is my wedding right here. If you want ideas, just send no, them in. No, right this Sarah. cannot be socially Chanel. acceptable. I'm not carrying a makeup bag. This is not... Okay, you I'm not worried. No, hold on, hold on. No. I'm not worried about being called gay. I don't care that. I'm, that's not it. I don't want it to be standard where I have to... Guys have it good. Guys have it good. You know what you're going to wear to that formal event. How formal is it? Is it really formal? It's a tux. If it's a little less formal, it's a suit. A little less formal, it's dockers and a button-up. Done! Our outfit is set! You know what we have to do to prepare? What? Shower. Done! This is it! But come on. This is good! Doc, you're on it, man. Chris, you realize at one point back in the day, we didn't even have to dress up. That is we didn't have to shower. Cleaning was like reserved for weddings. Guys would come in out of the field, and they were ready for a date. They had manure on their shoes. They were sweaty and dirty, and women liked it. That is true. Because that was the standard. We've changed the standards. Now I got four extra pairs of clippers to trim hair in places that I didn't even know existed. I got creams and ointments and lotions. (laughs) Chris, we've already made that commitment. I cannot incorporate makeup as well because then we lose suits and i've got different dresses and outfits for whatever i don't care about the femininity i don't care that's not it i do not have the time or brain cells left to plan this stuff do you really want that i do do. know the can of worms 
I'm ready to open that this can. Is, this is a vault of worms. This is like 10 vaults of worms you're opening up, and you are dooming the rest. You are damning the rest of society, the rest of men in society, to this level of effort every stinking day for the rest of your lives. Chris, you're not just going to have to pay for this. Okay. Because by the time this becomes popular, you're going to be 35, 40. Mm-hmm. You'll be halfway. Our children, Chris, what about our children? Our sons and grandsons are going to look at us and go, you morons, why did you let them? It's all just what's culturally acceptable. We've got to stop this from becoming culturally acceptable. We are losing, Chris. Oh, no, do not give this up. Do not do this to me. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. How dare Sarah... Not the one that's on that TV show. The other Sarah that uh, around the office yes. here to claim I wouldn't look good in eyeliner. She was she was asking if we were really serious about the makeup. I'm dead serious about the makeup. You're dead serious mm-hmm. about the eyeliner. No, I'm saying listen. Obviously, stuff looks good, but only because. But the only reason guys don't and women do is this just became the standard. Standards change. You know, they're back in the day, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Victorian age. Mm. The the more pale you were. Yes. The more attractive you yes. were seen. Yes. Because pale people were rich because they didn't have to go out and work in the sun. Indoors. If yep. you were, you know, tanned up or whatever, that Feel was low brow and didn't look good. Yep. That was the standard. Yep. Now, looking nice, tan, been at the beach, yep. that's what's hot, right? Yes. yes. Uh, being uh, overweight was. Power uh, was seen as attractive mm-hmm. again. Rich. Uh, if you look at paintings of the area, like Ruben, they called. Uh, if you ever say that it was Ruben esque, she was Ruben esque, meaning he Bumps. was yeah somebody big. That's what it was. So what is seen as attractive by society changes. The standards change. It could very easily change. We're in fifty years, a hundred years, maybe sooner. Guys wear makeup, <clears throat> and women don't. We could see these things. It's not about whether or not it's gay, whether or not we're changing, feminizing society. None of that. It's about my time and my money. Mm. Chris, we pay less for clothes. We do. For haircuts, these things. Oh, no, Doc Thompson. I'm paying, no, I'm paying $60 for a haircut. Uh, No, no. Do you know why you're paying that? Why am I paying that? Because you let the standard change. I did not let it. Doc, go to any barbershop that is not in the ghetto. You go 60 bucks automatic. It is not. You're going to the ones that give you drinks and hot chicks come over and give you massages. I had a little dispute with them, so I'm no longer going to go there. So but I those are the ones. Listen, you go down to the average barbershop, it's going to be 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks. Done. But you might get shot. <clears throat> These are not always in the ghetto. Okay. If you want to get a good haircut, you go to the ghetto. <clears throat> I. I used to go to a barbershop just uh, across from the 
uh, station in Cincinnati. And this is an upscale mall. I can't think what the mall is. Right outside there. Little barbershop and the strip mall across the street. It was 12 bucks. When was this? <clears throat> a few years ago. Like 10? Six. Okay. Yeah. Still, what, so- what do you think? The price has gone up to 60? Yes. No, it is not. It may okay. have gone up a couple of dollars. You can get it. Okay. You've given them this. Stop giving them. Stop getting. No, we as men will not get $60 haircuts. In fact, you know what's attractive on men? Being disheveled and unshaven and unwashed, <laughs> being cheap and not grooming ourselves. This is what we need. You know what's attractive on men? Sweatpants covered in food from us laying and watching TV in our own filth. Yes. That's yes. what we need. Why are you not setting that as a standard? Uh, you know it's attractive for women what? to wander around the house nude. That's a, that should be the standard. Right? This should be it. <clears throat> With sandwiches. <laughs> it is hot when women make sandwiches while nude. Every guy knows that. Ladies, you want to please your man, don't you? <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's all perspective. Do not. Chanel de, I'm sorry. Boy, uh, boy de Chanel. I'm so in, dude. I saw that last night. I got excited. <clears throat> it's about time. Their new line of uh, makeup for men includes... A sheer tinted foundation. Ooh, okay, okay. So just a foundation. To no, no, a sheer foundation. You know what that means? That, that's so you don't blotch up, you know? You need that for it so you don't blotch that's up. That's what I just said. Yeah, but you said all like weird, like judging my judgy face. And so, second of all, brow pencils. Oh, you need those. You need those to get like for right here. Because you, you like right here, no, you have to get, yeah. Especially if you come in different sizes. Uh, according to the spokesperson from Chanel, they said just as Gabrielle Chanel borrowed elements from the men's wardrobe to dress women, Chanel draws inspiration from the women's world to Good. write the vocabulary of a new personal aesthetic for men. No, men do not need a new aesthetic. We need to go back some old aesthetics. Down on the farm aesthetics. Yes. <clears throat> they said lines, colors, attitudes, gestures. There is no absolutely feminine or masculine prerequisite. Style alone defines the person we wish to be. Mm. Now, they kind of said what I just said. There is no absolute feminine or masculine prerequisite. Mm-hmm. These things are determined by society. Yes. They evolve over time. Yes. Look at what we wear now. Yeah. <clears throat> Standard outfit person just running down to the grocery store. Jeans, Jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, crap. And the, right. Honestly, it is, right? <laughs> we did not plan that one. Everybody knows. Jeans and a t-shirt. Jeans and a t-shirt. And the t-shirt is, is going to have uh, advertisement. Yep. yep. It's, it's some weird-ass quote, a sports logo. Yep. Or, Adidas. Uh, or, right. Or an advertisement. That's yep. it. And it's on your shirt. It's like wearing a sandwich board. Yes. Think of 100 years ago, 150 years ago, if your clothes had writing on them, what they'd say. Yeah. Unclean. Stupid. Right. It, so someone wrote, you'd be a joke. It's like wearing a sandwich board advertising a, you know, come on and get a special. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yep. So that's standard. How did we get there? Slow evolution. Yes. Blue jeans back in the day, they were working men. Yes. You, you, that's what you wore out on. The Wranglers, right? Was it the Wrangler jeans? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it Levi's. was. Levi's. Yeah. I mean, uh, people working on oil derricks and stuff. That's what they wore. This uh, Cowboys, whatever. You wore yeah. these things out and it became standard. And then you ended up with. 
um, upscale and fashionable designer jeans and all of this. Hey, take those same jeans, tint them just a little bit, uh, make a different size, and charge $200 more Oof. for them. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And then we said, you know what's also fashionable? When those jeans have holes in holes. them. Yes. Hi, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Hi, Doc Thompson. I'm for the future. I want to show you what fashion's like in the future. Holy clothes with writing on it. <laughs> He'll be happy. They had to wear like 15,000 layers. And do you know why? Why? Do you know why you would be happy? Why? Powdered wigs. Yes. Who wants to wear a powdered wig in a time... No AC? Where there's no AC. Oh, man. In the Commonwealth of Virginia. Ooh, swampy. In Charlottesville, Virginia Ooh. in the summertime. You know what it's there? Hot, sweaty, sticky. Yes. He doesn't want to wear that. No. A powdered wig. You know what, pow- you know what happens to powder when it gets damp? No, Doc. Tell gummy. me. Gummy. It gets Ooh. gummy. That's what it is. It's like you're in your own little uh, <clears throat> what's that? Uh, paper mache wash. Yeah, you put the flour and the salt and the water. Yeah. That that's what he's wearing on his head. It looked like a turban. <clears throat> no, I'm serious. It gets all gummy like that. That's what happened, you know. And he'd be like, "Yes, thank you, thank you." That finally we wised up. We don't have to wear these stupid powdered wigs. You don't have to do that, Tom. Great, but we're working on a plan that you're going to have to wear makeup. They'd had a word. You know he, he would open hand bitch slap me. He absolutely so? he would, and he should. He absolutely, this is not a good thing. This is horrible. We get to, de- we get to decide why are we letting other people, women, you know, they're crazy guys. They're insane. Don't let them do this. <clears throat> Our poor sons, they're going to do this. By the way, they have a poll in the article that says, are you excited about the launch of Chanel makeup for men? <clears throat> 69% says, take my money. Huh. Uh, who put this poll out, by the way? <laughs> Was it Chanel? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And that Chanel, who has a new product that they will make money off of. Yeah. Are you excited about our new product? <laughs> Most of them said, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and 31, no bias there. And then 31% says, I'll have to test it first. So oh. This is so, oh. This is Got you. <laughs> So half of them are like, I'm giving you yep. my money regardless. Here, take it. Take like, it. Take so it. Almost 70%. Yes. Almost Over two thirds. Yes, yes. Get my money. The others are like, you're only going to get my money once until I decide. <laughs> but some of those theoretically, yes, would continue to get the money. <clears throat> so Chanel has said there's absolute low feminine or masculine prerequisite. No. No. Like I said. Yeah. Yet they're launching a product line mm-hmm. that would serve a underserved sector of society, half of society. Yeah. So they've had products that have been from the inception, Mm. from the second they produce it, Mm -hmm. only targeting about 50% of society at best. Yes. At best. Sure. You get a couple guys on uh, on the other side, a couple people in theater that buy the stuff. So it bumps up that 51%, but you've got, I don't know, Five, ten, whatever percent on the other side, women that wouldn't wear because um, they just know there's no making it any better. Mm, They're yeah. like, listen, there's nothing I'm doing with this. This is not getting better. Uh, maybe some truck driving women, something like that. Yeah. They're not doing it. Fine. Yeah. But about 50%. 
You don't think they sat in the boardroom and they're like, guys, we've got to find a way to get sales up. We've got to find a way. New streams of revenue. How about a new product line? Make up for your elbows for women. Nah, come on. Come on. Think, guys. What if men wore makeup? Oh, other 50% of society we're in. <laughs> right? Uh, by the way, Dusty says that this all started with a men bun. Oh, geez. Thank you. Thank you. I, I have tried to recognize that fashion changes. Yes. So when I go through, and no, not face tattoos. That's just stupid. Oh, no, that's no, crazy. that, no. I think we all could agree on that mm-hmm. one. Face right. tattoos, that's Done. not fashion. No. So when I walk out and about, I try not to be the old guy. I try not to. And I go, oh, that's stupid. But whatever. Okay. Try to stay at least in this century. Got it. But the man buns, nope, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of it has to do with this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the reason I've never gotten like any of the longer men's hairstyles that require a lot of work. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got to get the biggest bang for your buck with as little effort as possible. Haven't we learned that? (sighs) So frustrating that they're not getting this. You know, they tried to launch a nail polish for men. A few years ago. Really? It's still out there, but they really made a big push. This was, I don't know, five, ten years ago. Some, whoever, um, Revlon or somebody, it failed. Not that they still don't make some of it, but it did not. They were really hoping, again, that other 50%. They're going to keep knocking at that door, and finally people are going to answer it. Here's the stupid thing about uh, nail polish for men. Okay. How does it differ? Yeah. And, And makeup. For men, you can't just buy women's makeup. You see what I'm saying there? If if you say we're going to launch a new clothing line for okay. men, okay, yeah. Unless you're saying it's going to be a women's style. In other words, makeup by itself is not inherently automatically women. It's not only female colors. It's not. Female designs, it's just women usually wear this and men do not. So you don't need a makeup line or nail polish for men. Men can go and, you know, we wear makeup on TV. Yeah. And they don't go, all right, get just the men's makeup because Doc's coming in. <laughs> they don't do that for No, you? it's the same as the women's. Oh. It has more to do with the color. Oh, How tan are you or not? Okay. Whatever. That's all it is. Uh. <clears throat> so you don't need it. It's not it's scented like men. It's not more masculine no. smells. No, it is And not. by the way, based on uh, Chanel's uh, observance that feminine and masculine prerequisites are, do not exist, why can't I smell like stuff that women wear now when women like Axe? Yeah. Remember that whole push about Axe? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm telling you, we are going to lose this here. By the way, it's, it's really interesting scary. to talk about the nail polish because 5,000 years ago, it was normal for men to wear polish. Pharaohs. Yes. The pharaohs, absolutely. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with and that. And do you know why men do not? Why? Because pharaohs were kings. Oh. Because men, you know, this patriarchal society? Mm-hmm. Were, yes. A lot of societies have been primarily patriarchal. Yeah, okay. Right? Kings. You've had some examples where queens of England and stuff, yeah. but mostly leadership and society has been patriarchal. Yes. And men said, we don't want to go through that crap. Mm. We don't want to have to deal with it. So you know what? You know what's good looking on a man? On a man not doing any of that stuff. That's why. 
We're losing it. We are losing it. You don't want you want to look good, period. Yes. yes. Forget the makeup. Forget any of that stuff. And be thin. How dare be you? Be in shape. I'm trying. I know you're trying and you're doing I'm well. I'm just saying, for most people, you're going to look a little better if you're a little bit thinner. And you say that's a struggle? I get it. I'm there. I live it. I'm struggling every day, but I struggle a little less because of Riduzone. Riduzone is such a cool product. It's R-I-D-U-Zone. Riduzone. It's, uh, as they say on it, for uh, metabolic wellness. Yes. And weight loss. Yes. It does two main things. It makes you feel fuller and it boosts your metabolism. So you're burning more calories and you're not obsessing about food. For me, that's what it is. It's the... If I'm going, if I'm busy all day, hmm. and you are, and I am, and I'm going, I, I'm fine with the stuff. If I can focus, I really start getting that crazy. I'm going to stab someone in the throat if I don't get one piece of pizza in the evening. And I think it's because it's when I slow down, you're winding down, I'm doing work, but it's, you know, not as go, go, go. And then I start, oh, I could use that or whatever. And then I just start going crazy. I'm like, what do we have in the fridge? What do we have in the refrigerator? I've gotten up many times out of bed, walked to the kitchen, looked through all the cabinets and refrigerator, gone back to bed, gotten up again a couple of minutes later. Yeah, I had to have missed something. Yes. <laughs> and then you start looking for weird combinations. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have pasta, but I have nothing to put on it. No oh. sauce, no mm. cheese. I don't mm. even have butter, salt, mm. and pepper to put on it. Mm. So chocolate sauce ooh. that Hershey's syrup is in there. I can make a dessert. <clears throat> that dessert may work. Pasta. <clears throat> and then you're eating it and you're thinking this doesn't work. But it kind of works. Kinda works. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that guy. Just try Riduzone today. It will help you. This will be the miracle worker for you. It's brand new. It's not some uh, weird uh drug or something it's not some stimulant like that it just makes you feel fuller and boosts your metabolism based on something that's found naturally in your body in the mediterranean diet it's just in concentrated amounts it's called oea but get all the details at riduzone.com the next generation of talk radio the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network Appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, Chris asked the question. He tweeted out on my behalf a picture of Madonna asking who the hell uh, she is a culturally appropriating. Uh, so if you can help us out with that, I'd really appreciate that. I'm just just trying to figure it out. If because I'm sure there was somebody. Maybe it was multiple. But it's on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show. <laughs> She's cultural appropriating Oscar the Crouch, the Grouch. Sorry. <clears throat> Um. All right, I'll give you a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, look, see? Yeah, a little bit, a little oh bit. Oh my gosh, you're right. More so than I realized. <laughs> uh, Mr. T? Okay, she's got a little Mr. <laughs> T going. Mm-hmm. And a lot more, just uh, check it out at that time of the show. Stinky Biscuit tweeting now, Chris will be the weird old lady with two sets of eyebrows and lipstick beyond his lips and a lot of white shoulders perfume. 
Yeah. I love that perfume, by the way. That's a, that's really good. Uh, Patrick also saying, no bell for the Chanel server that 69% said, take my money. There should be, there should have been a Salvation Army bell ringer uh, that whole segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll just do a, a retro bell. Okay. Christopher saying, no air conditioning. Right. Powder wigs, wooden teeth, makeup. We're all, we're, we're all that the founding fathers needed to revolt against the British. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just tweeted out to my siblings and my mom the you picture mean the of. Or, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, texted out to my mom, uh, mom and siblings the picture of Madonna. Just who does this picture of Madonna remind you of? <laughs> Farm Tech Steve saying, Welcome to the Morning Blaze, where we are setting a new and higher standard. Now, men, put on your sweatpants and women start making sandwiches naked. Seriously, it's all about if and you know society evolves this way, let's figure it out. How come, how come we just let it evolve? Yeah. How come we're not trying to, to shape that about what we find acceptable? We're letting the nuts. You know who's evolving it, where it always comes from? Media. What's it comes media? from Hollywood. What do you mean? Hollywood is the one who shows this stuff. They're the ones who, t- again, at VMAs last night, although he joked about it, you got these young stars with face tattoos. Yeah, and I look So the I kids see it and they want it. Am I right? Oh my God, those are not, no. It's bad. Thank and by you. the way, they were triggered that they were made fun of. Oh, they were pissed. They were pissed. How dare you mention this face tattoo? Oh, you idiots. You are. I you have to, a face tattoo. I try to keep my face tattoo on the down low. <laughs> you can't, see, that's the thing. You I try to keep, keep it, it hidden. You can't keep it down low. What are you talking about? It's, 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 it's just between it's me. Your face is right there. It's, oh my God, Doug, you got a face tattoo. No. Yes. It's no, because right I have Boy Duchanel. <laughs> There it is. That's why they need Boy de Chanel. Tat cover? Tattoo covers. Yeah, they call it something else. Call it tat covers or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, wow. All right. Adam's saying, Chris just became more feminine from pedicures to $60 haircuts. He just obviously doesn't place a high price on his time. <laughs> Do you object to that? No, I do not object to there that. There she is. There's the second one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I'm guessing everybody agrees. Yeah, they start chiming in. First, my sister Tammy goes, Aunt Doris? <laughs> does she look like Aunt See Doris? The face? She does look a little like her. She is a... Yeah, and then my brother was like, Kim, when she lived at the Red House. Yep. Ooh, nice. And I was like, yep, nailed it. There it is. Good. <laughs> they start coming in. Good. Uh, get the tweets in with the hashtag. <laughs> what I learned today. Uh, if you get a chance, also go to blazewildrice.com, blazewildrice.com, and pick up that uh, Minostalgia Wild Rice. They're offering a deal right now for you to sample a bunch of the different uh, edible memories from the North Woods of Minnesota. Their sampler packs are my favorite because I want to try a bunch of different things when I shop online, places like that. Have you ever gone through um, like TJ Maxx or try to think of the other stores that have it, like Ross or Home Goods? Okay. Have you ever have you ever yeah. been in there? Yeah. I love Usually in the Max. back, over by the home stuff, they have a bunch of like international products. Oh, I didn't know like that. Like little jars of capers and jellies mm. and stuff from around the globe. The problem is you get a thimble size full of this stuff for like $700. <laughs> ooh, it's imported from France. And I want to try out. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what olives from Australia are like mm. this is. <clears throat> what is this uh, African chutney made of pineapples and whatever, right? Mm. It's just really pricey. 
So I want to sample all that, but I don't have the money to do that. You go to blazewildrice.com. You can try a bunch of different products like that for not only a cheaper price because they're packaged together, but you also get 10% off. Use the promo code TRY10. TRY10. So you type that in when you're checking out and you get to try it. All of their products are great. I like some better than others. I still haven't tried the seasoning yet, but the rice is where it's at. That's the staple. You got to get that and then try some of the other stuff. I would say next is probably, next favorite of mine is the pepper jam, mm-hmm. pepper jelly. Chris's is the whipped honey. Mm-hmm. Third for me is the whipped honey. That's up there. Try it today, though. Go blazewildrice.com. Promo code TRY10. You got a lot of people saying, how is Doc Thompson against male makeup when he was on the cover of Playgirl magazine? It was. I was not in makeup. Were you on a Playgirl magazine cover? I mean, yes, Uh, I wasn't. Kiss close. But I wasn't actually hired in the magazine. And there was no makeup. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, the conclave has met um, in this high-tech world. We have met via text. The uh, the siblings, the Thompson siblings have met, and we have ruled, yes, um, it does in fact look like my sister Kim. <laughs> now, I realize where the discrepancy came in where Aunt Doris came up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because one of them said... Yes, I just said, who does this picture of Madonna remind you of? Oh, who does it look like? And instantly, my sis- one sister went to like, who does she look like in the face? Mm. And her posture and stuff is very Aunt Doris esque mm. when she would smoke her cigarette and flare her nostrils. <laughs> She'd, you know, whatever. And uh, but my other sister then summed it up and said. Yes, she looks like Aunt Doris. However, the style, the oh. fashion is 100% Kim. So we had that worked out. <clears throat> we got it. You notice the guys are like, we don't distinguish. My brother's just like, Kim. <laughs> but we do have it worked out, which is good. I like it. You know, I didn't... Uh, so I have had an Aunt Doris. Yes. And I never even realized her name was Doris. Okay. You know, you think of names like Doris. I never... Because they didn't call her Doris. What did they call her? They have this thing in West Virginia. They take long names and they make them really short. Just in the way they say them. And they take short names and make them longer. Okay. Or multiple syllables. So my Aunt Doris, they called her Doris. It wasn't two syllables. It was one. Doris. Doris. It was Doris. 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 Okay. Doris. Doris, can you... Hey, Doris. It was like this, right? <laughs> My dad's nickname growing up was Bud. Okay. One syllable, Bud. Right? Bud! If you... They drag that out. So, Doris and Bud. How do you... 
<laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, what the hell are they doing? How is his shorter, fewer syllables, but they've made it much, much longer? Anyways, just an observation there since they brought up doors. <laughs> I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. All right, so people said I have a fear of makeup that was on the table and presented to me. Yes, right? yes, no. you have a phobia. Makeup phobia? Nope. I have a no. lack of time and money. Well, they said you created a new phobia, makeup phobia. It's, it's time and money. It's all time and money. The products we tell you about, like Field of Greens, it's time and money. That's what it is for me. To get through as unscathed as possible. How can I get more done? Make more money. Have more money. Less, put less time in. Right? This is it. This is the entire thing. So, if that's the case, and you know that's who I am. If I had gobs of money, which also brings with it a lot more time, because I wouldn't have to work, right? What would I be doing? I don't know. What would well, you I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think that's where eccentric comes in. Oh, okay. See, you know, you know, you see people doing nutty things and you're like, oh, that guy's just a nut. If he had lots of money, you'd say he's eccentric, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I think that's why. That's the reason it comes with money. So if I had all this time and money, would I then be saying, huh, maybe I have time to wear eyeliner today. I got nothing else. I'm just puttering around the house here with my tens of millions of dollars. We've been traveling. We've done all that. Read all the books. Caught up on all that. I have time to argue with the neighbors now. I've done all that, Chris. What am What am I doing now? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll put on eye makeup. I haven't. I don't know. I'm just saying. Is tell me you wouldn't be that way. Chris would get involved in the funkiest stuff. I will. I would. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, you got a lot of people saying different things about makeup, but the one that I really like is Stephen English saying, Doc is anti-makeup, but pro-airbrushing playgirl. Oh, nice. Yes. And why? A couple reasons. Time and money. Oh, airbrushing, yeah. you get a good result. It's fast. Yeah. Right? Have you been airbrushed? Oh, you mean like when you go in and get a tan? Yeah. No. I thought you meant like airbrushing pictures afterwards. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that too. But also the tanning part too. So airbrushing pictures, simple. Yes. And usually somebody else is doing it. Yes. Time and money. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never had the spray tan. Never oh, okay. done that. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Chris has a little cartoon that he showed me today of tanning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to send that. We tweet that it. out for my account. Yes, it I'll, was just yeah. funny. It was funny. Yeah, stuff. I'll tweet that out, yeah. Do you know who Lena uh, Way uh, is? I'm sorry, one more time. Lena Way is? I don't think that's right, but no, I do not know. W-A-I-T-H-E. Oh, so Whitey. That is not how I spell my... Let's just move on. Okay. Anyway, she is an actress, I guess. Sure. Because she's being interviewed at the red carpet, I think it was. So I'm assuming so, she's a celebrity. <laughs> some kind some kind of celebrity. If you're there, you must be a celebrity. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, apparently she is, and this has been well known, from the Isle of Lesbos. No. And when you see her, it's shocking that it, you would it's say. It's so shocking, Doc. Wow. She's um, just completely different from what I picture women from the Isle of Lesbos looking like. She's just ha- so hard to tell. So hard to tell. Anyway, they asked her about femininity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recently because she, although she has been from the Isle of Lesbos, she decided to buzz clip her entire head. It's not official until you buzz your head. Right. She just shaves the whole thing off. 
So she's standing on the red carpet, and the presenter's like, whoa, shave the whole head there. You went, you know, we already knew you were from the Isle of Lesbos, but you are just letting it fly. You are just going for it here. And she explained why she decided to shave her head. Now, for a lot of us, if we were to shave our head, we would say something like, I just thought it would look cool. Yeah. Or time and money. Zip done. Done. Right? And you Save went me a while. For a little while, you were bald. Not fully bald. I've clippered the whole thing. You, you know why? Time. Time and money. A little bit of results, too, because I'm thinning, so yes, you, you can't are. go long here. No. Don't say yes, you are like everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. Act a little you... like... Act a little like... Well, I don't know if you, you would no, say that, No, not on doc. that one. That one I'm not... All right, Chubby, to. listen. <laughs> I touche, Chris. Chris, touche. I've given you business recently about that. So anyway, time and money and a little because I'm already thinning and you can't have long hair because it just looks like you're trying to hold no, on to something. No, no, you got beautiful you, long hair. You got to go thin. No, you got to go thinner. Great, anyway, doc. but that's usually what people say. She has an entire backstory based on her political feelings of and course. values of why she had to buzz cut her hair. Of course. And we have that audio. We do. Would you care to hear it? Yes. Here we go. Hair, huh? Cut it all off. I've gotten gayer, guys. The haircut is... Cut off all the hair, huh? Cut it all off. You do it. I, one, I've been thinking about it for a while. And I think, to, if, I, if I can get deep with you... What? I felt like I was holding on to a piece of femininity that would make the world feel comfortable with who I am. And I think I thought for a long time, well, if I cut my hair, then like I'll be a stud. I'll be, I'll be in that, you know, in the gay world, there's a lot of categories. I'll be a stud or I'll be a butch. Uh-huh. And I always thought, well, no, I'm not that. I'm like so soft. And I said, oh, I got to put that down. Uh, I feel like I've missed a lot here, Chris. I'm surprised you let that go so quickly. You may want to start that at the beginning Yes, we have to start. So first of all, uh, she wanted to get rid of her hair because she felt by having the long hair, she was holding on to a piece of femininity. Yeah, because we all know that that is what that means, right? Mm -hmm. You hold on. Well, I will say her hair, her longer hair, did make her look more effeminate. Um, Careful. Um, I don't think there were a lot of people that was going, oh my gosh, that woman is so feminine. She's like this little, this little pixie, this little sprite, this cute little, no, no. they were not saying that. No. No. no one was like, wow, she is the poster child for femininity. Number two, uh, why would you not want to hang on to femininity? Why would you want to? Why does it matter either way? And three, even if you felt that way, why wouldn't you just do it? Why does it have to be, let me go to the red carpet and tell you. Can I go deeper on this? This might be another example of those crazy leftists giving themselves a little too much credit in the world. Yes. It's all about me. I will give a tribute to Aretha Franklin that is about me. (laughs) Right? Unbelievable. Okay, we may start at the beginning. Here we go. Let's go uh-huh. one more time. Cut it all off. I've gotten gayer, guys. The haircut is... Cut off all the hair, huh? Cut it all off. You do it. I, one, I've been thinking about it for a while. And mm-hmm. I think... To, if, I, if I can get deep with you... Go ahead. Hold on one like second. Hold, hold, hold on right there. No, no. No, you can't. No, that's when the, 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 the interviewer goes, 
No. Oh, next. It's like this. Oh, Ben Affleck is here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as a presenter, you always say yes. Yes. Because yes, it's going to be yes. gold, Jerry. Yes. But if you're at a party. <clears throat> you walk away. Right. You're at a bar. You're just hanging out with friends. Nope. You're at a table. Nope. And she's like, you're like, oh, you cut your hair. It looks great. You know, and she's like, well, yeah, I've gone gayer. Let me tell you, uh, if I can go deeper. Oh, I'm running out of drink. You're like, absolutely. Uh, right after I get back from the bar. Right after. <laughs> can I get you something? Wow. Yes, that would be great. As soon as I take this phone call. Hello, fake phone call. Mm-hmm. Tuesday will be fine. Thank you. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. True. Where were we at? Were we going to order more brie or not? <laughs> no, this is. Now, here's the thing. At a party. I'm always torn because it's going to be either gold, Jerry. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squirrel out some bit of gold, mm-hmm. but I won't be able to share it with anybody else there. I'll have to wait till I get on the air. Yes. And then it's shaving a haircut. I got this bottled up for days. Mm. Or it's just going to be long and annoying. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get here. And then furthermore, if it's certain parties, my wife will not let me comment. I just have to be on my best behavior so often. So sometimes when they don't get it, I'll ag them on. I'll be like, huh? Gayer, gayer, really? You felt like you were holding on to a little bit of femininity. You, you shouldn't do that. You. Really? You thought that? <laughs> I mean, tell me more. Really? That's shocking. You know, and I said, my wife's like, well, you my wife has this very, very subtle look. It, it, it is imperceptible to most people. It is because a lot of spouses will have that little, you know, furled brow or big eyed. What are you doing? Kick you under the table. My wife can just glance at me, just casually glance at me. And I'm like, whoa, that's trouble. I stepped on it. So that's what it'd be. Okay, here she is. But this is the red carpet. So you're like, all right, let's hope for the best. Tell me more. I felt like I was holding on to a piece of femininity that would make the world. I'm going to back that up five seconds about the femininity because I was derelict in my duties. Okay, go. That would make. There we go. Ready? Go. I felt like I was holding on to a piece of femininity that would make. Okay, you start off mentioning you've gone gayer, but you're holding on to a piece of femininity. I would have been like, hold on a second. I got to fetch my cowbell. Here we go. The world feel comfortable with who I am. And I think I thought for a long time, well, if I cut my hair, then like, I'll be a stud. I'll be, I'll be in that, you know, in the gay world, there's a lot of categories. I'll be a stud. I'll be a stud or a yeah, star? A stud, a stud. There's that, and by the way, I've looked in the gay categories. That is not a category. No, this is new. No, this is a new category. <clears throat> Not even, not even in the gay or lesbian world. That is not a category. Stud. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think that's a thing. So what well, you're telling me now that if I Google stud, a picture of her is going to pop up? I have a pretty good understanding of stud, even the slangs, but... Um, okay, yes. This is my failure. Merriam-Webster, as I quickly do it, a definition of stud, a group of animals, and especially horses, kept primarily for breeding Chris, she's with other women. Is that going to be possible? No, that's not going to be possible at all. Okay. Number uh, B, 1B, a place such as a farm where a stud is kept. No, like a stud farm. No. 
Uh, number two, stud horse, broadly, a male animal kept for breeding. No, she's, no. Three, a young man, guy, especially one who is virile and promiscuous. Hmm. Uh, B and C, she might be bringing it around. A yeah. tough person. Okay. She looks kind of tough. A hunk. Mm, no, I think... But the, 3A specifically says guy. Yeah. But we don't know what she identify as, so... Well, she may have us on a technicality. She may identify <laughs> as somebody who actually is uh, a male who can impregnate people. <laughs> Maybe that's possible. Okay, here we go. Or I'll be a butch. And I always thought, well, no, I'm not that. I'm, like, so soft. And I said, oh, oh I no. Whoa, no, she, hold it. No, 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 no. She's now become a stud, but with the hair, people were like, uh, she's soft. She's just so soft. She's soft. Soft. No. I'm like, no. no, that's. No. You know, a lot of people have that body dysmorphia. Yes, yes. Ooh. And we Serious. think of it most of the time as being uh, a bad thing. Yes. Because you're like, Oh my gosh, you literally are starving to death. To you death. anorexic. Yeah. You're six feet tall and you weigh 14 pounds. Yeah. You're, you look like when they've liberated people from concentration. Seriously, yeah. some of them are that thin. It's disgusting. And you're like, uh, uh, how do you see yourself? And they draw a picture and, and they draw themselves blob. as a blob. Yeah. And they say, you see, you just got to retrain what you're seeing. Yes. You don't see yourself the same way as you look at other people. Gotcha. I think she has that, but in reverse. Like, she sees herself as being more as soft. Soft. Although for her, maybe that's a problem. Maybe she doesn't <laughs> want to be soft. She wants to be a stud. stud. So she's got. She sees herself. She draws herself as this prissy feather? little feather, feather. This little ballerina. You know, I weigh ninety-eight pounds. I'm only five foot four. I'm a size double zero, whatever that is. A little more. That down, because that's something that. Is outside of me, and when I now they say I'm just gonna do it, and I cut it, and I felt I felt so free and so happy and so joyful, and I really stepped into myself. And if people think call me a butch or say she's stud or say call me sir out in the world, so what? So be it. You That's know what I mean? Right. And I'm here with like a product suit on, not a stitch of makeup and a haircut. I feel like why can't I exist in the world in that way? Here's the thing to sum that all up. There's one really good part of that that is a teachable moment for the kids. And that is, yeah, be yourself. Of course. That's cool. And by the way, you got no makeup and you shaved your head. Good for you. If that makes you happy, good for you. It makes you happy. Good for you. I want you to be happy. Yes. You don't necessarily have to speechify about it. No. You could just exist. You could just be. You know... I see a lot of bumper stickers from people on the left with things that say coexist. Mm. I don't see the coexist and speechify the hell about it on the red carpet at the bottom. I don't, you don't have to do that. Who are you trying to convince? The rest of the world? No, we're cool with that. Be yourself or yourself. If you're really that free, if you really are that serious about yourself and accepting of yourself and being that, then just B. But the truth is, like most people on the left in this stuff, she's saying it to convince society, governments, lawmakers to change rules and things so they can convince themselves that whatever it is they want is normal or right or moral or 
acceptable, whatever it is. They're trying to convince others so they can ultimately convince themselves. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson got an update for you yesterday we showed all of the headlines from over the weekend where most of the major media outlets led with a story that i believe was a lie of omission even by their own journalistic standards that they kept reporting that ice arrested that guy who was just driving his wife to the hospital which even at that as i said you're still illegal, and you had 40 weeks, nine months roughly, to take care of this. I get you. If they had said, we didn't allow the woman to go to the hospital, she had to have birth, okay, maybe that's wrong, but sorry, you got to arrest the guy. Be here legally. But as it turns out, even though that's all they reported, almost exclusively over the weekend, turns out he's wanted for murder in Mexico. Yeah. And that is truly the biggest story. It should be murderer was arrested. Okay, ICE arrests somebody who is here illegally or law enforcement arrests a murderer from Mexico. I mean, the bigger story, clearly. Now, you want to put the two together because it's also interesting that they were on their way to the hospital. That's fine. But the other part, in today's world where ICE keeps being targeted, we got to shut them down. Close ICE. ICE caught a murderer. International. International murderer, potentially. That's a huge story, right? Yes. We've got an update on the story. He was not a murderer. No, he's wanted. Mexico confirms he's still wanted for murder. No one asked about the rest of the fam. Oh, is she here illegally? That little punk. Oh, yeah. They've both been here for a few years. Oh. 12. I'm sorry? 12 years. Takes that long to make a baby? No, no, no. They've made many babies. What? How many babies? This is number Cinco. What? Cinco. Oh, my God. They are here illegally, have been here for 12 years. This is baby number five. The babies are all American citizens. Of course they That's are. That's what you would call, some people call anchor, anchor babies. babies. And I think it's an appropriate term. Yes. It is anchoring them here because there's no way they will be deported. He may be now with the murder rap, but mom won't be. Hmm. They are here. They are American citizens. And what that means is, um, even though the parents are here illegally, they can stay, which means, and the, argu- and the argument has become for many on on the left, don't separate families. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, you can be with your mom and dad. Just go with them to Mexico or Guatemala or wherever they're from. Okay, great. <clears throat> well, no, they're American citizens. Okay, so leave them here. Well, then you're separating families. See, mom and dad could take you to some other country. Yes. They can't stay here illegally. Yes. But you can be together. They made choices before they had you. This is on them. But these kids are now or will be eligible 
to bring an unlimited number of foreign relatives into the U.S. as part of sponsorship. That is called chain migration. We've got some statistics. Uh oh. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the the CBO is pretty nonpartisan. Yeah. Every two new immigrants to the U.S. for every two that come to the U.S. immigrants legally, legal or illegal. Okay, got it. They estimate that over seven foreign relatives come with them. What? That's what they eventually end up bringing. So for every two, seven come right behind them. Eventually, right. So um, there are 4.5 million anchor babies in the U.S. right now. That times seven? Yes. uh, Divided by two, though, because it's for every two. You are at almost 16 million. Right there alone. Right there by itself. Wow. Now, that's of anchor babies. That does not include legals who come here legally every year, mm. about a million. That does not include all of the illegals we have not counted. So what you're talking about is 16 to 20, 25, 30 million that eventually will come because of these. And then they bring and they bring. You're talking about entire demographic shifts. And my concern is not because of their brownness, mm. because not all of them are brown. My concern is when you come illegally, you're not coming here with a respect for the law, nor are you coming here for the right reasons, for freedom. And mom and dad in those households are likely not teaching you the true founding principles of America, meaning the demographic shift will be an ideology and it will not be good for America. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Another update for you. This one from Asia Argento. Isn't that that chick that fiddled the kid? That, that fiddled the kid? Yeah. Right? That fiddled the kid? Fiddle. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her. Uh, she's the chick who fiddled the kid. She's the uh, former girlfriend of Anthony Bourdain, yes. who was the accuser of Harvey Weinstein in the early yes. days. Uh, I have an update on the story. Let me give you the quick backstory. We announced it yesterday. She was one of the first and primary accusers of Harvey Weinstein's inappropriate actions. Mm -hmm. She's one of the three of 13 who claimed outright rape. And the backstory is she went to his hotel room um, while she was, she's, she's an actress. Her dad was a director from Italy, whatever. But he goes to her hotel room under the guise that he's having a party. And she gets there and there's nobody there except Harvey. And he said, ah, they're coming later. Don't worry, they'll be here. For now, it's just me and you. 
I'm going to go to the restroom. Goes to the restroom, comes out. He's wearing just a robe and he has a bottle of lotion. Yes. He says, uh, you need to give me a, a massage with this lotion. She reluctantly agrees to it. While giving her him a massage, uh, he uh, forcibly performs oral sex on her. Oh, wow. <clears throat> At some point, she says he outright raped her then. That's, throws her on the bed, right? The whole thing. Got it. Well, when this story broke, when she um, talked about this story, when it first came out, it was last October. One month later, a a lawsuit is filed against her, or the threat of a lawsuit anyways, uh, for doing the same thing to a 17-year-old boy. So Harvey Weinstein was like 20 years her senior when this happened. This boy, 20 years her junior. She was 20 years his senior when this happened, when he was 17. When you read the account of what happened with the boy, it's virtually the same thing that happened with Harvey Weinstein. Wow. Uh, she plied him with alcohol. There was no lotion or massage, but she forced oral sex on him and then raped him. Ugh. That lawsuit happened a month after she announced this. The actual action, if you believed it happened, was before she even let this fly about Harvey. So she was willing to say this stuff about him, if it's true, after she had done the same thing, if it's true. Again, these are all just allegations. We're giving you the backstory. Well, now we have an update. Hit me. As it was described yesterday, law enforcement will not be looking into this. Of course. Are you shocked? Now, I'm getting conflicting reports because the L.A. County Sheriff says they are going to investigate. Okay. But the breaking news yesterday was, and this was according to TMZ, they are not going to investigate her. Interesting. L.A. County says they are going to investigate the report. But here's the thing. If there was a non-disclosure, that means the kid's not going to say anything. Because he settled. He got the money. If he says anything, then he's on the hook for breaking a contract. If he doesn't say anything, what information are they going to get? It's going to be a a he said, she said, but he's not saying. It's going to be nobody says. It's just going to be an unfounded or unproven allegation. He was 17 at the time, the age of consent in California, 18. Wow. If he does not say what happened, they're going to have a tough time building a case, right? Yeah, they are. So what do you think is going to happen? Will she lose any jobs because of this? No. No, I don't think so. Nope. Will she um, um, be prosecuted no. or punished? No. No. Most of these people will never be. We know it. Some of these allegations, not against her, against everybody that's been accused of something inappropriate recently, are so old that there's no way they could even effectively mount a cold case, you know, because it's a cold case, uh, prosecution against it. Um, the funny thing is, though, already you can see the bias coming out. Rose McGowan, who back during the Harvey Weinstein thing, said there was one tweet she had, women are to be believed, should be believed, something like that, believe women. Um, she said this is reprehensible. She gave this entire standard. There's uh, multiple things that should happen, how these uh, things should be um approached um when it comes out now about asia argento a woman none of us know the truth she tweeted 
None of us uh, know the situation, and I'm sure more will be revealed. Be gentle. I got to know Asia 10 months ago. Our commonality is a shared pain of being assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. My heart is broken. Rose, we've said, although crazy, has gotten a lot of this stuff right. She's been fairly consistent, but you're not consistent about this? If true, and we have been consistent, these are still allegations. If true, she raped a boy. If Harvey Weinstein is true, he raped women. If not, not. They are the same. If these allegations are true, they are the same. Their gender doesn't matter. Harvey, apparently, if the allegations are true, much more prolific. Did it more times. But they are the same. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are Building America. Lynn Hamilton is joining us now from Talkspace. Hey, Lynn, how are you? Good morning. I'm great, thank you. How are you? Doing well. What is Talkspace? Help us understand. Sure. Talkspace is a way of receiving behavioral therapy via a digital modality with a licensed therapist. So instead of having to schedule an appointment and commute to an office every couple of weeks for an appointment, you have a therapist in the palm of your hand from your smartphone, and you can have therapy on a daily basis, five days a week. You have a dedicated therapist. It is a live human being, a licensed behavioral therapist. I think this is a brilliant idea. I'm shocked this didn't take off sooner. We, we have these um, other uh, members of the medical profession, doctors, nurses, whatever, through various companies that have done stuff like this for a while now. You can do it online. You can do um, a Skype. You can just do a phone call. And we realized that there was a lot they could do. But, Lynn, this seems like even more of a natural because when it comes to therapy, quite often it is just a conversation. That's exactly right. Behavioral health is one of the few fields in the medical discipline that doesn't require physical contact and therefore does lend itself very nicely to being conducted via a digital approach. Are people accepting this? Have you guys been growing pretty well? Yes, we've actually been growing very well. We started off in our direct-to-consumer business. We've had over a million people use our service so far for therapy with really positive results, very favorable feedback, not only from our users, but also from our therapists who use the platform to treat patients this way. Um, And we're also now starting to work with some employers as well as some health plans because they realize this is how people, some people, prefer to receive care. It's much more convenient. There is no stigma and it's completely confidential. So uh, how give me the basic how it works. How quickly, let's say, um, well, tell me how I sign up for the program if I was interested in using uh, uh, Talkspace. Um, How quickly could I talk to somebody? Sure. So you download the app from your phone. It's the Talkspace app. You answer a few short questions, takes less than two minutes, but just so we start to understand who you are Mm -hmm. and what condition you might be coming in with. 
And then we use an algorithm to find who we think will be the best therapist for you. We give you a choice of three different therapists and you get to pick which one you work with after you read a little bit about each of the therapists. You connect with your therapist virtually the same day that you log in and sign up for the app. So you can start therapy the same day or usually within a 24-hour period. And we have a true therapeutic process that does require goal setting and tracking of outcomes. So it's not just a big black box where no one really knows what's happening in therapy. Okay, that's really cool because anybody that has ever struggled – with having some issues, unless you are already in the system, have a doctor and appointment scheduled, even in America's medical system, which is light years uh, faster than, you know, a lot of medical systems around the globe. Sometimes you still have to wait weeks to get an appointment to speak to a therapist. Unless you have something scheduled, you can't get in. And it, if you call and say, listen, I'm really not doing well today. I need to speak with somebody. And they say, is it an emergency? Well, no, it's not an emergency to the point I'm going to harm myself, but I'm, I'm really having a tough time right now. Well, there's no middle ground. Either I go to the emergency room, which I don't need, but I really don't feel like I can wait three, four weeks. Your program really cuts in the middle of that. That's exactly right. And one of the challenges we set out to solve for when we started the company, understanding that it's a time of vulnerability for people. They want to get to an appointment and being told that it's three weeks, four weeks can really um, be very challenging in and of itself, in addition to the issue that you want to work on to solve. So we know that that more immediate access to care really helps people stay the course and actually get therapy. We also know that because of those wait times and appointment scheduling and even being able to find the right provider, that more than 60% of people only go to one face-to-face behavioral appointment. So it's certainly not enough to to, uh, meet the needs of a full course of treatment. You guys also are introducing a social media dependency therapy? That's right. We recognize and understand that uh, social media has certainly many positive attributes, but also can uh, have a, a negative influence in terms of your overall emotional well-being. And so we're, we're recognizing that and wanting to help people um, who have that dependency on social media. This is such a cool idea. How, when did you guys start this? When was this formed? Yeah, we've been around for over six years now, started in 2012 and uh, really going strong. We have a lot of great opportunity ahead of us because the need is so great. Uh, You know, about 20 to 25 percent of the population experience a behavioral health condition in any given year. And yet the ability to actually access care, as we've been talking about, is very challenging for folks. Yeah, you're probably in a pretty good place now being six years in where you can really are just in that growth mode. But starting something like this got to be very difficult. You got to get the tech right. And then you have to actually work with all the doctors. I mean, I don't even know where you begin something like that. Yeah, it is challenging. Um, There's certainly a lot of legal and regulatory requirements also making sure it's HIPAA compliance that were completely confidential And uh, again, working with the therapist, we've actually, uh, you know, 
we've changed direction a couple of times, but always stayed true to the mission that we wanted to provide behavioral therapy. We didn't start off with coaching. We really started off with therapy and filled in the missing spots along the way. Our therapists have become um, really our best resource. And of course, without them, we wouldn't be able to do the good work that we're doing. Uh, Our therapists are a very tight-knit community, even though there's 2,500 of them spread throughout the whole country. They have a very strong relationship because of this unique digital connection that they all have. And we have identified experts in many different areas such as depression or substance use and trauma and other therapists can reach into them on a routine basis for consults and help with challenging cases. You, you mentioned working with some insurance plans. So is that where you're at right now trying to get on as many uh, covered by as many insurance plans as possible? Is that part of your growth? It is part of our growth. So we're currently working with Magellan Healthcare and New Directions okay. Behavioral Health. And we have several others in the pipeline coming on board this year and into next year that we're very excited about. I got to believe this is, uh, unfortunately, in some ways, a growth industry just with the number of uh, veterans who are suffering from PTSD. And we seem to be pretty triggered as a society. So uh, I can see that there's probably a lot of people who need somebody to talk to. Yeah, PTSD is really a um, good example, unfortunately, where therapy can be beneficial in this modality, Mm. especially for folks suffering who maybe are challenged even to just leave the house or pick up the phone to schedule an appointment. Most people, however, are still very comfortable communicating uh, via messaging from their phone. And we've done some clinical studies that have demonstrated this app and this approach to therapy works very effectively for trauma victims, uh, whether it be the veteran community, which um, I have a very special place in my heart, having worked in the federal government business and behavioral <laughs> health previously, yeah. as well as um, just other victims of trauma, whether it be rape or other sexual uh, transgressions. And uh, we can find out more just talkspace.com. Talkspace.com, yes. All right, what we'll do is we're going to post that on social media. I think it's uh, it's revolutionary, and I think it's something that can do a lot of good, not just um, because it's so um, – because of the convenience. On top of everything else, the convenience factor where I think you're going to be able to serve more people, more people will have more of an opportunity, and they will probably feel more comfortable. So I wish you guys the best of luck, Lynn. I hope this uh, continues to grow for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. All right. Have a great day, Lynn. Thanks so much. Lynn Hamilton from Talkspace.com. Now, Lynn was not the founder. Um, She's one of the uh, executives there. Uh, So I didn't focus as much on the founding of it as we do most of the business. But this is one that I stumbled across. And I told Chris, I'm like, see if you can track down because of our commitment to trying to help veterans and so many other people. And I think mental health. That's a big term. It doesn't just mean extreme crazy. It means, hey, I'm having a tough time this week or this month. I need a little help is going to do so much good for us. But even more so than other medical procedures, like you you got a cold. You can use one of the conference, uh, one of the services where you can just call them or through an app or whatever, which I use. Chris uses, and it's great. But this is awesome. Convenient, able to reach more people. And aren't you taking power back again? Like we talked to Seth a couple of weeks ago 
uh, and then the other building in America where the doctor, you know, comes to your house. Yeah. Would you take him power back? It's and time and money, time and money. Yeah. Do as much as we can, time and money. We've got to make technology our slave. We talk, we all this fear of AI and we're yeah. going to be enslaved or whatever. All That's I think it's point. possible. It's making him our slave, yeah. It's there for us to make our lives yeah. better and easier. If you are spending more time worrying about all this other stuff because of technology, it's not worth it. Our lives are going to be so much easier with email, Chris. Yeah. When we got rid of all that paper and look how efficient it is. Yeah. I could spend six hours on email a day. Yeah. I didn't spend anywhere near that with mail. Well, we took it into the t- a step further. Texting. <clears throat> right, exactly. We got all rid of that email. Stuff. Now yep. it's texting. So... It's supposed to make our lives better. This is something I think will. Uh, look for it today. Talk space. If it could do you some good, if you know somebody else, if a uh, veteran, you need somebody to talk to. This is nice because it's very private. You can be in your own home. A lot of people, they don't feel comfortable. No. You're afraid to leave your home. They feel embarrassed. Embarrassed or you are so um, out of it at that moment. You're struggling so much. You you're afraid to leave your home or it's uncomfortable. It's difficult to. Sometimes if you go to talk to somebody, you're in their office. It feels very foreign to you. You're in your home. You're in your car, wherever you are. Anyways, check it out today. It's pretty cool. Talkspace.com. All right, get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And we will get to uh, what you have learned coming up next on The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that later today, my resume will be updated to include writer for Tiffany Haddish and the VMAs. You always do that. You did what? the same thing with Chris Pratt. It's on my resume so do, now. So now you write for Chris Pratt, and, Kevin Hart, and, Tiffany, and Haddish, Tiffany Haddish. And the VMAs. And the VMAs. <clears throat> Anybody else. That's right. I'm specifically putting VMA because I want to target younger jobs. Okay, got it, got it. We learned Boy D. Chanel means something different to Asia Argento. (laughs) Oh, too soon? No, no. It was a long time ago, so you're fine. We learned the chief objection to men wearing makeup shouldn't be it's too feminine. It should be time and money. (laughs) Finally, we learned that our societal line in the sand always has been and should be face tattoos. The fact that I have to explain that, I have no hope for the future. So sad, so sad. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Yes, Doc Thompson, society is going to look a lot prettier. Hashtag makeup for men. I hate it. Hate it. Uh, Webster Dictionary just added, I just checked, a four little entry. A fourth fourth entry entry, for stud? uh, For stud. A picture of Lena Whitey. Oh, good. It's not Whitey. There's no... He's not. Okay. Kirk Jones spinning the dials radio style Dallas, Texas Mercury Studios today. What, if anything, did you learn today? What I learned today, Madonna was doing her best George Clinton impersonation. <laughs> what was that? Who? George Clinton. You know him? Who no, I said, that? well, the first part. What'd you say, Mr. I Clinton? said Madonna was doing her, be- oh. her best George Clinton impersonation. Let me think. Let me think. The dreads. 
You know? Oh my gosh, she's really close. If those braids, if those um, braids had been dreads, <laughs> wow, she was down with the P funk, wasn't she? That's it. <laughs> you know George Clinton is? Nope. See, I I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah I need to get it. I need the yeah. white. The white guys knew. Yeah. Okay. No, the old people knew. Damn it. You're Chris Cruz, what if anything did the listeners learn today? <laughs> the Jacko Pokemon saying, coming up on the Blaze original movie, Chris Cruz, portrait of a gender traitor. You are a gender traitor. No, Thank I'm not. you. No, I'm not. Not no, the whole not. gay part, but because you're no. selling us all out, so we're no. going to have to spend all that. No. I'm going to have to carry a stupid makeup purse around. <laughs> I'm going to say to my wife, we go in the store, here, hold my purse. You know you want to. You know you want to. No, I don't want that. Jacko Jedi talking about that little um, Asia girl and the little kid. Uh, he says, what I learned today, if the kid talks, what's the difference between uh, him and Stormy Daniels breaking her silence? Same thing. Right? Why? Because Stormy Daniels is against Trump, so we'll all, uh, and maybe even legally not hold her to account. But the boy, of course, he's taking down somebody who's accused Harvey. They probably shouldn't um, say taking down. No. Laura D saying, are you automatically a sexual predator if you take fiddle lessons? Uh, automatically. No. I would say it's what you do. Uh, how about where you fiddle mm. and who you fiddle with? So mm. fiddling alone at your home, I would probably not a sexual predator. Probably not. Uh, Jamie's saying ending anchor baby law is essential. Uh, I would say this when it comes to the anchor baby thing. Um, either we secure our borders or end it. I'm fine yep. with having automatic citizenship, but not if we don't secure our border. Yep, and that's about it. That's it? Ah, one more. Justin Sprogna saying, you know what looks good on a man? Sandwich crumbs. Oh, sandwich crumbs. That's a good <laughs> It's a good look for me. It is. It's a oh, great look. Oh, for me look. too. For me too. Yes. More so for yeah. me. Hey, I think the new numbers up across the nation. You promised us. I'll do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, Chef Patrick, and I got a new college that you should attend. This is going to be trouble. What does Glenn have coming up? Uh, he has a lot of topics that he wants to What is to he wearing? Uh, Boy de Chanel. Boy de Chanel. Oh, nice. He got in. Wow. Remember, the morning blaze is today at Chris Cruz Production. Six for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anya, now you go home. Oh, he's got the iPad. The That's morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.